for failing to stop the beating and perhaps escalating it at the start. So even one of the four who was on trial says that the thing got out of control and that uh, there was excessive force. He also, of course, was acquitted. 10.06 at WIOD. What a depressing day, huh? Not going to be any fun and games today. So if you're one of those uh, simple-minded pimple heads like that bitch that called in the first half hour, can you believe her? Just totally uh, oblivious, man. Just in the twilight zone. North Lauderdale. Hey, I think that uh, the decision was definitely horrendous, I, and I can't believe it. But at the same, on the same thought, though, is the thing that they're the things that they're doing in L.A. can't be condoned either. I mean, of course not. Pulling innocent people. Of course not. That have absolutely nothing. Well, how to about do. here? How about after the McDuffie trial here, and they pulled all those kids out of the uh, out of cars and I, gouged I, out their brains with broken bottles? I mean, the stuff that went on here was just so gruesome and grotesque there are no words to describe it but i think that this in la is going to go on for for a long time i think we're just seeing the beginning i i, I can i can envision like there's going to be probably uh black television television shows getting everyone together it's gonna i mean as far as like, let me ask you something what does it have to do with black anything no i, I it doesn't well, have because, to do with black well it has to do with 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 freedom it has to do with any kind of individual rights I mean, well, race is a part of it, no, but no. it has to do with whether we want to live in a goddamn police no, state. No, you, you can't take race out of it. It really is a part of it because the person that got beat up was a black person, yeah. and the people that beat him up were and how white. about the drug guy, Mercado, that they beat and butchered and killed here? Was he black? No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that, that, that I can see the, the frustration. And how about the guy in Santa Cruz that was running around in the underwear that they were beating, the guy was beating the crap out of? Was he black? Hey, listen, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not for, for what happened. I'm totally against it. And I'm appalled at the decision. I you see, if they can do it to Rodney King and go through this long three-month trial and get exonerated and get off without so much as a slap on the wrist, they can do it to you and they can do it to me and they can do it to anybody else. White, right. black, green, yellow, purple, young, old, in between, because that's what's called the police state. You're that's right. what that's we're living it. in. And it's getting worse every minute of every day. That's very scary. And, and, and I know a few Fort Lauderdale policemen and... I've talked to them, and their philosophy is, when they pull someone over, if it's a, if it's like a, a dirt bag, in their words, if it's a dirt bag, they'll definitely go out of their way to find some way to give the guy a ticket over if it's a guy, a white guy with a suit and a tie, um, that looks like a respectable citizen or whatever. In their mind, they'll do whatever they can to get that white guy off over like a dirt bag person, and so. Well, all depending, it all depends on their particular prejudices. But, right. if it, but if it happens to be a pig who's uh, prejudiced against young guys with a long hair, for example, or maybe it's a young guy who's got an earring in one ear, and God forbid it's the wrong ear. I mean, you know, there are like a jillion different reasons that people have prejudices, and when somebody gives them the power of the law and a gun and a badge and a uniform and says, okay, it's okay now for you because you're the law, and now you can go out and uh, act out your prejudices, and we'll back you up on it. That's good. And then that's... That's got to stop. But at the same well, time... Well, when is it going to stop? Can I tell you something, though? You were saying about, you know, we have the death penalty, and that doesn't seem to be deterring crime. Well, I think it's the way that it's, it's acted out. I mean, my God, if, if these, a lot of these murderers and things knew that, hey, listen, as soon as they're convicted, within 30 days, they're going to the death, uh, death sentence... I think that that would definitely be a deterrent. I well, that's a whole separate issue, okay? I'm not, I'm not gonna, I agree. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to shed any tears for the Ted Bundys of the world or for this guy that they uh, gassed out in California. That, that's a whole separate issue. You're right. Let me but, ask just one other question, yeah. and I want to and, and try to make this another... I hope that you don't cut me off, but what do you think if the cops would have all been black 
and the criminal would have been white. How do you think the outcome would have been? I don't have any idea. I mean, do you think, don't you think it would have been just boom? They would have probably sentenced the cops immediately. They'd I think. probably be in the gas chamber right I, now. I really mean that. I think that it would have been a totally different outcome. I think that they would have probably had an all-white jury again, and they probably would have uh, just sentenced the cops and said, oh, you guys... Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you heard of anybody on trial in a situation like this and having an all-black jury or an all-minority jury? I know. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. They moved it to that town, which is predominantly white. It right. has a lot of retired police officers. It, it, would be it would be like a similar situation happening on 12th Street in Detroit and taking the trial out to Bloomfield Hills to a wealthy, all-white suburb in Detroit or Gross Point and uh, holding the trial there with an all-white jury. Right, or on Northwest 62nd Street and then taking the trial to Boca or something. Right, exactly. And, and that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know if there's much that you can that you can do about it. I was happy to see that there were a lot of people protesting it in L.A. that were doing a peaceful protest, right, right. as opposed to looting and using it for an opportunity to to rob and beat up and kill and whatever. Well, I'll tell you one thing: in November, sir, come election day in November, one thing the American public can do is put an end to this uh, creeping fascism that's been going on for the last 12 years now. It's got to stop. But let me tell you got to come to an end. Can I tell you something? What Reagan and Bush have done, though, they've got that Supreme Court just about how they want it. Yeah, right. So even if we get Clinton, Brown, whoever, it's still... Well, would you, like, would you like to give them another four years to put another couple of them no, on there? No, no way. I mean, they, they definitely can have no more time. I agree with that, but we got a lot of turnaround to do, and it's going to take more than just one election, I think. You, well, it didn't happen overnight, and they're not going to correct it overnight, but it's time to put a screeching halt to uh, the progress anyway. Changing the subject just a little bit, did you get to see the Heat game? Yeah, we saw most of it last night. I thought they did a tremendous job. It was job. a great game. Yeah. Uh, it's just a shame. They got nothing to be ashamed about, believe me. What was it? What was the final score? 115 to 109 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. If they'd have made the free throws, they'd have won the ball yeah. game. But, uh, they got nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. If, if, the, Marlins, if the Marlins do as well in four years as an expansion team as the Heat have done, we'll have something to be excited about. It, do you think Jordan is just phenomenal? 56 points last night. He didn't even score the first couple minutes of the That's, ball game. I know. Game. He liked the first eight yeah. minutes of the quarter. He didn't score anything. It was uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen against the Heat last night. Exactly. Okay. Hey, I'll go. talk to you later. See him. Twelve minutes after ten at WIOD. If you lose a hubcap, man, if you're out in the middle of nowhere before the ten fifteen at WIOD, Miami on the star line. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. You know what's amazing? You hit a cop and you go to jail for battery on a police officer. Right. Six cops or five cops beat the crap out of one guy and they all get acquitted. Mm -hmm. You know what I'd like to see? Three things. I'd like to see all those people that were on that jury somewhere in their life get abused by police officers in the future. Maybe they'll reflect their verdict a little more profusely for what they did to that guy. Number two, I hope all the cops accidentally just get lost in the neighborhood of um, where they're um, patrolling and all the people remember them. I also hope that the people do what the cops did to him, the people should do to the cops. And as well, as I'm, not, I'm not going along with that. I mean, we, do, we can't just have anarchy now, okay? And uh, it just goes, okay, maybe that's it goes along extreme. with the kind of stuff that's okay. going on. You know, and, 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 and the tragedy of it is, just like what happened here, uh, you know, three different times, but especially after the McDuffie thing, I think it was in 80 or right. 81. Right, exactly. Um, you know, people burned down their own neighborhoods. I mean, you know, they're... 
What what sense does that make? They burn well, down businesses and they put no sense to they that destroy at all. people's lives. They put their own people, their own neighbors out of business. They create absolute havoc and uh, grotesque conditions. Right, in, and I understand there are some of those people who are frustrated, and then the majority of the people who seize upon these uh, situations are just to exploit and loot and and yeah. go nuts just as an excuse to uh, to do any damn thing they want. But the that's not the uh, that's not the solution to it. I, I agree with that. You're probably right. And, maybe and the that caller is a that said extreme. before that it's not going to happen in one election or in one four-year period. Oh, of, of course, course not. Of course it's not, because this has been going years. on for years and years and getting worse and worse and worse every stinking day. And when we've got a president who says that justice, the system has worked, what is this man talking about? What is he talking about to come on and to have the chutzpah in front of 250 million people to go on the tube and say the system has worked and it's about time we had respect for law and order? And you know what, another thing? Where's the fair trial? There was no, there was not one black juror on well, that the Well, pro the prosecution, as far as I'm concerned, stunk the joint out, and the fact that they didn't put King on, a tri on uh, the stand on the himself, stand? I don't care what kind of a sleaze bag he was. That's not the issue. It doesn't right. make any difference what kind of a sleaze bag you are, whether you're like the president of the U.S. or some kind of a slime ball on the lowest uh, part of the food chain. That's not what the law is all about. Well, unfortunately, it's going to take a lot in this world to change this society. Unfortunately, well, forget about the world. Just worry about this society right here, okay? That's because every time I go away and I leave the shores of this country and I go to Europe and then I come back here and I see the kind of crap that's peddled in the name of justice in this society, I just, uh, you know, put that passport in my underwear to make sure that I have it you know, close <laughs> and handy at all times. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir, keep I it, do. Keep it tightly ensconced in your fist and your passport, too. Well, with that, I... I... I'd rather not be in your shoes today to listen to all the abuse for what we're going to have to listen from what we saw last night, but you're the best to do it. Okay. Take you later. 1018. Well, listen, just the way I feel today, I'm mean, just I'm really bummed out about this thing, and I'm uh, depressed, and uh, I'm in shock. I really am in shock. I sat there, and I watched the uh, and heard the words coming over the tube last night. And I couldn't believe it. I'm, just, I'm listening to it, and I'm saying this: this has got to be. There's got to be something more coming. There's got to be something beside this. And it wasn't. That was it. It's like somebody taking an eraser and going to a blackboard and just erasing everything that's on there. It's like, okay, nothing there. The slate's clean, baby. You're all okay. Go out and do it again. Ten nineteen at WYOD Miami. Hello, uh, Neil. Good yes. show today. I uh, just wanted to say, you know. Uh, what happened in L.A. is, is deplorable, but uh, I've noticed that there seems to be a, a mood of where there's a scathing indictment of police forces nationwide. I, I think why shouldn't there be? Well, because uh, I really think it's a minority view that cops are all bad. You say when you we haven't arrested, said cops. Don't, please, sir, don't start that game with us, okay? Nobody here has said cops are all bad. Well, we, you, you know, people calling in saying, you know, hey, how, how many how, how many corrupt guy? cops have we had here? How many cops are indicted here every year the last 15, 20 years? I've been here for 17 years now, and every year we have all we had the Miami River cops, we have murder cases, we got drug peddling, we got theft, we got every kind of police corruption that's ever been invented. The police in Chicago uh, years ago were notorious, notorious for taking people in, blacks, minorities, people they didn't like the way they look, and just beating the crap out of them during interrogation. This kind of stuff goes on every single day, and it, and it doesn't take all of the cops to be bad. It only takes a right. certain percentage, and it takes the people in a position of authority to look the other way and wink at it and say, hey, this is this is really what we want. That's all it takes. I, well, Neil, I, I agree with that, but I, I think it's just, you know, I think uh, cops are just a reflection of society itself. I mean, we've got a real problem with society, you say yourself, 
I mean, uh, there's crap all the time. Violence is out of control. It's disgusting. So what does that mean? So that means because the public is frustrated Absolutely because we not. can't control there crime, to, therefore we be... just abandon all of our freedom and say, okay, you go ahead, do whatever no, it takes. And, that, and that's part of the problem, sir, these last 12 years, is that's the mentality that's been peddled by people like Ed Meese and Richard Thornburg to the American public. Oh, okay, take away our rights. We don't care. If that'll solve the problem, that's great. Well, let me just... Uh, and guess address. what? It didn't solve the problem. Well, no, I, nothing has. Just Someone's like this asinine approach to the so-called drug problem, we got Bob Martinez up there, and we're wasting all of this money. We might as well be flushing it down the toilet, all the money they're spending on, on the so-called drug problem, because it's just a big scam. Well, you know, we, we need an enemy. If we don't have the Soviet unions, we need drugs. It, it helps uh, keep things focused, I guess. That's yeah. what they would say. Hey, but as far as... I mean, as far as the verdict goes, I, I was I was surprised myself. I mean, surprised. I couldn't believe it. it. It was shocked. Thank God we don't have trial by CNN though. And I mean, uh, we only saw one tape. I thought uh, clearly there was. Well, what did, uh, what did the jury see? What, well, wait a minute, support. wait a minute. Did the jury see some tapes that we don't know about? Well, apparently, from what I heard yesterday on CNN, the jury saw part of uh, a extended version of the footage where Mr. King came out of the car and charged the cops. That doesn't make uh, the fact that they continued their. Uh, Inhuman beating. When, when uh, did they see this? Uh, it was Greg Lamont uh, said so uh, right after the verdict. When, when did they see this alleged? Uh, the this was the first couple seconds of the video that most of the public wasn't privy to for some Why reason. not? Not when the trial was televised on court TV and the most of I don't it know, was that's televised what Greg on. Greg Lamont said yesterday, and yeah. I, I I hadn't heard of that. Well, before. let me say this: when you say the first couple of seconds, and I don't believe that for a minute, and I, I do know that they're saying it was the stuff that happened before what we saw on the tape. Uh -huh. There's 81 seconds of that tape. Do you know how long 81 seconds is? It's a minute and 21 seconds. Sure. That's a long long time. Not in the scheme of life in general, but in terms of this kind of beating and behavior going on, that's a long time. Oh, I agree. What about the... Now, the thing is, if there were blacks on the jury, which there should have been, I don't understand why there wasn't, especially with a black prosecutor who claims that all the jurors were impartial. Yeah. Why, uh, if, if there had been blacks on the jury, then one would have to assume that it would have been a racist verdict if they had gone for a, a hung court, because if we're by saying that blacks on the jury would have changed the decision, then we're saying that the decision would have been made on the on the basis of race. And oh, and another way, and you, and you think and you think it wasn't? You think it wasn't? Uh, I, I, well, uh, the the black prosecutor said that there was an impartial jury. Uh, he should know, but well, the black prosecutor then bungled it, just as uh, I said moments ago. The certainly. prosecution was pathetic. It was. They should have put Mr. King up, of course. The it was like the prosecution in the William Kennedy Smith trial it was a joke. Oh, I, I, my dog could have done a better See, job. Lash, did terrible on that. Yeah. Is, you know, okay, I got to run. Okay, thanks. Bye. See ya. Okay. So the bottom line is, suspend the defendants. We need to go to Don Corleone for justice. I'll tell you that. Oh, it's just uh, there is no justice anymore. It's just it's a it's a theory. It exists only in uh, in print and in the uh, figment of your imagination. I want to tell you about Jimmy's Italian Restaurant right now. Three of them. Coral Springs, there are two locations. The new one in the Sheridan Plaza on Sheridan Street in Hollywood. Jimmy's, great Italian dining for the whole family. Inexpensive, nice, relaxed atmosphere, delicious pizza. Every kind of pizza under the sun, whether you like the uh, thick Sicilian pizza or whether you like the uh, traditional uh, New York style or the big white all-cheese pizza or spinach pizza and, of course, uh, the famous pizza pop. That Jimmy has. You won't find it anyplace else. A great combination of sausage and green peppers, pepperoni, mozzarella cheese, all rolled in pizza dough with sauce, or the veggie pop, which is a vegetarian version of the same thing, or the chicken pop with chicken. 
and great calzones and subs and fantastic pasta dishes and seafood and great veal and chicken dishes. It is outstanding. They give you humongous portions, and the prices, prices are unbeatable. You can try their all-you-can-eat lunch buffet with over 12 items to choose from, all for just five and a quarter, or their unlimited soup and salad for only three ninety-five. So give it a try. Any of the three locations, you'll find Jimmy's in Coral Springs on University at Wiles Road next to Kmart, on Atlantic Boulevard at Coral Springs Drive next to Winn-Dixie, and the newest Jimmy's in the new Sheridan Plaza at 4947 Sheridan Street in Hollywood. As the nation's largest furniture rental and sales company, Aaron Rents and Sells Office Furniture stocks only the finest brand names available in the United States today. Famous brand names like Lazy Boy, one of the country's leading manufacturers of fine office seating. With their classic good looks and unforgettable comfort, Lazy Boy chairs are at home in any office. You can choose from several different styles of Lazy Boy executive chairs, side chairs, and task chairs in a wide selection of fabric and finish options. In fact, Lazy Boy Custom makes one very popular style exclusively for Aaron Rents. Right now, Aaron Rents is offering their best-selling Lazy Boy Black Leather Executive Chair at a very special price. An $845 value, now only $589. Whether you choose to rent or buy Lazy Boy chairs, the best values are at Aaron Rents and Sells Office Furniture, the nation's largest furniture rental and sales company. Four convenient locations. Pembroke Park, Coral Way, Perrine, and Hialeah. Looking for new ways to boost productivity? Try listening. This is the sound of a copier that offers 85 very affordable copies a minute, remote monitoring, and a three-year guarantee. Introducing the Meta DC 8585, a rare opportunity for business to radically improve productivity simply by pushing a button. Meta, the image specialist. For full details, call 1-800-858-MITA. Uh, I don't know how to say this. Uh, you know, oh, oh, you don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you did. You know, sometimes it's easier done than said. Just call 1-800-Flowers anytime. We'll deliver beautiful flowers anywhere to anyone in a matter of hours guaranteed. All you need is a credit card and a telephone to get worldwide FTD service. 1-800-Flowers, Carol Lee speaking. Hello, I, um, I, uh, you know. Call 1-800-Flowers now for Passover, Easter, and Secretary's Week. Ten twenty-seven at WIOD. A call from Los Angeles. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing okay. We're oh, depressed. Yeah? Why? Why? Well, obviously, I know why, but why today? What are you doing out there? <clears throat> I moved out here. Yeah. And I. Used and you to have be... to ask me why we're depressed. <laughs> uh, I used. To I would be... think you'd be depressed at this point. Well, I am. I am. But uh, no, I used to listen to you. I mean, like avid. Go to every remote, every day, listen to you. It was sickening. Yeah. And uh, I moved out here to get my band going. You moved out there, and now it's more sickening. Yeah. Well, well, I got Howard, so it's kind of depressing. Yeah. But um, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah? Well, great. I got a, a friend of mine sent me the XS issue. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no biggie. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, how come they don't take uh, collect calls anymore? Because we're cheap. That's ridiculous. Because the sisters want all of that $5.2 billion for themselves because they're greedy. When did they stop taking collect calls? Oh, months ago. Oh, that is ridiculous. Of course it is. I'm, I'm going to be paying 10 bucks to talk to you. So what part of town are you living in? Well, I'm living 
well, since what's going on, I'm living away from what's going on. I'm living in uh, North Hollywood. Okay. So um, it's not where the riots are going on. Yeah. But it totally reminded me of Overtown, and since you're probably the most intelligent person I know, I wanted to get your opinion on what's happening. My opinion? Well, I've been expressing it for the last hour here this morning, but obviously you couldn't hear it, but uh, I don't know how... Uh, th there's not much room for opinion. I mean, it's just one of the most grotesque things that's ever happened. Uh, we've seen it happen here a couple of times. Yeah. And uh, But this one, I mean, we actually had the evidence right there. We had a smoking gun in the videotape, and we've been exposed to it over and over and over again. And how any people, unless they were intimidated or threatened or whatever, the other, there's just got to be something here that doesn't meet the eye. Yeah. Because there's no way that anybody can watch that and assume that there wasn't excessive force and that they just weren't out of control. There's just no way that any rational, fair person could watch it. Yeah. And they did. It's... And then the president comes out and says that justice has been done. Yeah. <laughs> well. He says, tighten up your bootstraps, put your arms straight up in the air, and <laughs> salute, salute the swastika, and justice has been done, and uh, obey the law. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I yeah. mean, uh, last night, every channel, um, NBC, you know, NBC, ABC, everything, uh, there were no shows on. It was just the news of what's going on. Well, I, I have my satellite dish. So as I was uh, watching KTLA out there in Los Angeles uh, mm -hmm. till about two o'clock this morning, uh -huh. and they did quite a job. They had the helicopter up, and he kept they kept zipping over to one fire after another one, and it was just it was incredible. Yeah, and uh, you know they even they even shot a fireman. Yeah, you know? and I uh, I don't know if he's dead or what, but yeah. it's ridiculous. It's you know totally, you know it's. I can't believe it. Insanity. Yeah, exactly. And today people will go back and uh, they'll find out what time The Simpsons is on tonight and they'll worry about that and about what time the reruns of Mary Tyler Moore come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the American, the, this whole society is so screwed up it's unbelievable. We're worried that this whole new thing that we're into now is finding out uh, every, everybody's uh, pimples now, what everybody has done wrong and who uh, smoked a joint 20 years ago and did he inhale and who slept with this one. We're, the, the National Enquirer mentality has taken over the whole country now, yeah. which is why we've got 75 of these tabloid shows on every day and Geraldo's got the guys who slept with their sisters' husbands and uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's just out of control and the public is grasping at straws and this little twerpy guy, Ross Perot, comes along, oh yeah, we don't know much about him, but we're all for him because uh, the other guys stink. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. There's an old saying that you get out of something, whatever you put into it, and the American people are, for years now have put nothing into the system. They've just uh, tuned out and uh, just uh, totally uh, forgotten about it, and now the thing is all screwed up, and they want some simplistic answer to it, and it's not there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, hang in there. Okay. Good hearing from you. Um, okay, well, uh, you know, I, I know I'm paying for it, but I tell you, Neil, I've moved out here five months ago, and I'm jonesing for you, so... I guess I'm going to be a sap and get put on hold if I can. Okay. Okay, let me call uh, a couple of guys douchebags. Yep. Todd and Richie are a couple of major douchebags. Okay, hold on. Okay, thanks. 1031 at WIOD. Daryl Gates is a douchebag, too, by the way. just thought I'd mention that in passing. A Coconut Grove. Hello. Hi, Neil. This is David. How are you doing? Okay, David. Um, hey, I've been listening to the comments here about uh, the trial, and I'm uh, I'm from Los Angeles or the Los Angeles area. In uh -huh. fact, I'm actually from Simi Valley. Right. And I happened to be out in Los Angeles in towards uh, the end of March when uh, the trial was going on, and I listened to some uh, uh, evidence that was uh, reported, and. There's some parts of it that aren't totally in favor of of Mr. King, but I do want to make a preface all of this by saying 
that I think the police or the, the jury was totally wrong, that regardless of what evidence, uh, what additional evidence was uh, brought into court, there is, there is no justice for a beating like that. But the information that I had heard uh, or actually seen on TV when it was being broadcast was the fact that uh, Rodney King was shot with a taser. Right. And that taser did not have any effect on him because it didn't penetrate his skin. Mm -hmm. And it may have given the police at the time the impression that he was on something like PCP. Oh, yeah, they said that he was uh, dusted. That's what the, um, what was the officer's name again, the one at uh, Brisano. He was on this morning saying that he was on angel dust, or they call it dusted. Or at least they believe that. But regardless of that, no matter what he was on, no matter what he was on, he wasn't able to, to obtain superhuman powers that was going to enable him to fend off this half a dozen armed police officers with their guns and their clubs and all of the other uh, things that they had available to them. It just wasn't going to happen. And the 81 seconds of footage that we see in the videotape, he is down on the ground during every moment of that 81 seconds. At no time during that videotape does he get up off the ground. And there is no time that he tried to, to defend himself. It was obvious, clearly obvious to anyone who really looked and studied the tape that that man was subdued. And there is, there is a point at, at which the police right. need to stop. Right, and, then, and that was the crux that... of the whole thing. At what point do we have excessive violence? At what point do we have a bunch of cops gone mad and out of control and just totally uh, abusing this individual? And this uh, Lily White jury, like, like I said before, they just never found that point, and maybe there was no point in their mind. The, uh, the, other, the, other, the other issue I wanted to raise, there was a comment by... Uh, by one of the uh, listeners, that um, indicated that the uh, the jury was, or seemed to imply, the jury was selected from the town of Simi Valley, which is uh, majority white by 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 anyone's standards. Um, the jury wasn't selected from the town of Simi Valley; they were selected from Ventura County. Right, and that is uh, there is a heavy population. Well, Ventura County is also mostly white. Uh, oh yeah, heavily white, right. not. Not mostly white. But it doesn't really make any doesn't difference. Really make any difference. doesn't make any difference because all the people who wound up on the jury were white. So regardless of uh, who else might live in Ventura County, uh, it's not really relevant. Uh, right. That's all I had to say. Okay, and thanks. Thank you. Okay. Bye now. Because you could say the same of Palm Beach County, like the guy had said before, if they were picked, if the crime was on 62nd Street in Miami, and they had an all-white jury picked from Boca. Well, Boca's in Palm Beach County, and obviously in West Palm Beach and uh, some other parts of Palm Beach County, there are heavily... Uh, black populated areas, but that's not really relevant. 1035 at WIOD. If the porkers are getting to you, you can fight back with the ticket defense team. And boy, uh, do we need them nowadays. Huh? They did a good job for me. Remember that ticket I had a couple of months ago? They went into court, and guess what? I don't even have the right cart in the machine. And the defendant. No points. That's right. So if next time they nail you for a speeding at one of their little under the bush or over the overpass uh, traps that they have waiting for you, because after all, they're your friends. Uh, call on the ticket defense team. They'll send one of their attorneys into court to go to bat for you. And like I said, they have a great batting average to do a super job for you. So if you don't want, don't want to have those points on a record, if you don't want to have your insurance rates going sky high or even get dropped by your insurance company, fight back with the ticket defense team. Call them toll-free from anywhere, 1-800-741-TEAM. Oh! 21 till 11 at WIOD. Here's a lady in Hollywood. Hi. 
Hi. I wanted you to know that you're absolutely 100% right, I mean, about Gates being a douchebag. Now that everybody's in trauma and they know what's happened, and it, it's almost like a, a child abuse victim. We're all feeling the abuse. We're sort of in denial, except for the people like myself that know that these things happen. And what we need to do to stop this from happening is to vote against, somehow call our congressmen and work together to vote against the jury system. The jury system is very, very dishonest. And if you don't put your focus there, it's going to happen over and over again. What do you mean vote against the jury system? How can you vote against well, it? Do you, you have, have a constitutional get, amendment? We need to get something on a ballot to pick a jury that is really fair from a range of people not on either side. But we're supposed to do that already. No, no. You don't do that. Yes, I, mean, yeah, I said we're supposed to do that already. I know, but the fact is when people the come in... The jury is supposed to be a balanced jury of the accused's peers. I understand, but do you understand how it's actually done? Of course. William Kennedy comes in and picks his people that he wants and tells them the ones he doesn't want because he's the defendant. Do you understand that? No, William Kennedy Smith doesn't come in and pick and choose. His attorney's... The attorneys on both sides do it, and how, and, how the, and how the prosecutors allowed an all-white jury to be impaneled for the Rodney King trial has got to be one of the great mysteries in the history of the human race. I but, don't understand. But you have to break that down. When William Kennedy's uh, attorneys came in, the Kennedys were in the room. What about it? They pick who they want the, the, for, for King and for these four policemen. They get to say who they don't want. That has to change. There has to be a random sampling of people. That has got to be established or you will never have fairness, and, and we never yeah, do But it, you're not going to have fairness. Don't you understand? The criminal justice system is a joke. It doesn't work. But that's it works right. for the most part, nine, nine, 99 times out of 100, with the exception of maybe Leona Helmsley. It works for people who have a lot of money, and for people who don't have money and can't afford a tremendous defense, it doesn't work. And just remember, Leona Helmsley bankrupt. paid $9 million in taxes. So it okay. doesn't even work there. Yeah. But my saying is, if you don't if you don't want to talk about how that jury system is actually picked, you are never ever going to want to talk about how to get it done right. Yeah. See, that's that's the part that nobody really wants to get into because if that doesn't change, there's no way of ever changing this. This is a joke. We know it's a joke, but now to do something about it or get out, I'm ready to leave America. What this has done for me is. This has told me, God says to leave. I'm leaving. I will not be here. I will make my God, millions God leave. says to leave? Well, I mean, fate says to leave. The system says to leave. Mm -hmm. Everything is saying to leave. This is not right to be here any longer. I will be moving to Europe or Jamaica. I mean, I will not be here. Okay, good luck to you. 1042 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward, 524-9463. Lantana, hello. Yeah, I'll buy her a ticket. Well, I'll I'll pitch in some. Okay, yeah. Uh, Space uh, this, cadet. Uh, this morning, though, uh, Brian Gumble uh, had a, a phone call of a, a, one of the jurors out there. It was a female, and she thought that uh, Rodney King was in total control during the 81 seconds. Uh, well, I think that when you're down on the ground and you're surrounded by people with guns and clubs and they're beating the crap out of you and kicking you in the head, I think you're in pretty much in control, don't you? Right, and she she felt that uh, throughout. And uh, then Brian asked her, "Do you think the beating was racist?" Even though they had tapes that they had cops saying that 
this looks like gorilla in the midst and right. you know right. whatnot. Um, and she just said no. She just figured that it, it was not a racist beating, and uh, that you know what can I say? It just it just sucks. Yeah. And um, that's it. I wonder I, if it I, would, I wonder if it would have been her white husband if she or her white son if she would have felt the same way. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think we should send Hank Goldberg out there. Okay, that'll that'll uh, patch it all up. Okay, bye. 1040, 1044 WIOD. A pig report in Hollywood? Neil, how are you? Okay. Yeah, we got two of them sitting right over here on Sheridan and uh, 441. Anybody attempting to go straight heading west on uh, Sheridan Street, they're pulling you over if you're in the right-hand lane. So the advice is to slow down, roll down your window, and as you drive by, shout out, Engine killer. See that? That would do it. Listen, I want to voice my opinion on one thing here. I was involved uh, about three months ago in this trial. I had a good friend of mine was killed from a Miami police officer who was in a bar drinking about 10 to 15 beers that the bartender knows she served him. Mm -hmm. He went outside, wound up shooting, a, shooting and killing a close friend of mine. He was also found not guilty. Right. Uh, the day the jury was supposed to go be sequestered to, to deliberate on the uh, verdict, Miami police officers, eight of them, showed up in full force with their uniforms and everything, sat in the front row, whether it was an intimidation factor or what. Oh, sure. This is a fraternity. This, okay. is, this, goes back, this goes back to the thing that I always question, and I don't understand why this is so tacky. I guess, I guess you're just not supposed to say this, but when a police officer is shot and killed, which is always a tragedy the like we had stopped. here in North Miami Beach a few months ago, the world stopped. all the cops from all over the state, people who never heard of them, people who don't know them, they come in because there's this silent bond... Like there's this gigantic fraternity. I mean, if 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 some poor slob down the street who's just an innocent bystander, some poor kid from school gets uh, shot and killed in the middle of crossfire and some drug deal gone bad or whatever the situation might be, uh, if if a plumber gets uh, shot and killed by some punk who's in, running from uh, the cops, we don't have the plumbers from all over the state come and bring their uh, equipment and all, you know, get in their trucks and... It's it just unbelievable, this tremendous, uh, frightening frightening thing that exists between police officers. And, I'm, again, I'm not condemning all of them. No, but there can. is a mentality that exists there that is absolutely chilling. It's the double standards and it's ridiculous. Right, exactly. There's one set of standards and one set of rules for those people in a position of authority. And then there's the rest of us. I feel sorry for the people in Los Angeles that are getting... People are getting killed, losing their property, losing loved ones. Well, that's, a, that, that's another whole, that's, that's a nightmare. There's absolutely their, no excuse or justification They should be directing their frustration that. to the police officers yep. and not to the innocent people because right. I'm sure the people that are getting beat probably feel the same way as exactly. everybody else. You bet. And one other thing, I know you have a lot of listeners out there, Afri African listeners, American listeners, white, Hispanic, anything. Exercise your vote to this coming November. Your president said that the law upheld that... To me, he's condoning the actions. Use your right to vote and get him the hell out of office and let him go back to Texas with his rich oil and let somebody in there that can see through a problem like this and maybe put a foot down and not let these characters go on with the misjustice that they are doing. Okay, Have a thanks. good day, Bill. Thanks. 1047. Yeah, I guess this is part of the kinder, gentler America, the kinder, gentler police force and kinder, gentler justice system that uh, George Bush was talking about. 13 till 11 at WIOD. This Saturday I'll be out at the uh, Auto Optical at Sawgrass. 1050 at WIOD, the land of the used to be free and the home of the grave. We have two open lines, believe it or not, in Broward. I guess that's always believable. 524 WIOD. Boca. Neil. Yes. Hi. Uh, I used to be a Bush supporter until you know I saw his reaction to the way things went. 
out there. I mean, it, it just goes to show you, I mean, he's basically got his head in the sand when it comes to domestic issues. Um, you know, you made the point, like, Americans aren't putting anything back into the system. I think um, the country's really being run by fewer and fewer people, and uh, that if people don't go out there and vote, they're not going to be able to change anything. Well, you know, you look at these primaries. Now, yesterday in... Um or Tuesday in Pennsylvania, they had like less than 25% of the people that even bothered to come out. And the excuse is, well, you know, the candidates are crappy. And I didn't vote in the Florida primary either based on the same reason. But I'll tell you something, uh, come November, if people have the same kind of apathy and that same kind of attitude, nothing is ever going to change. Oh. Allegedly, the public is angered and they're mad as hell and all this other crap and they don't want to take it anymore. But the only way that they can show that is by going out and getting rid of the people who are inflicting upon us the kind of crap that's going on and ripping us off with the SNL scandals and all the other crap and inflicting upon us this police state that's taking away more and more freedoms and taking away uh, rights from women to have any choice, any say about their own bodies. I mean, you know, every any progress that we made in the 20 years between 1955 and 1975, for example, or 1980, the last 12 years, we just we wiped most of it away. Well, exactly. I mean, the people in the 60s, I mean, they said, okay, we have to go out there and change this the way things are going now. And they went out there and they protested and all this. And I mean, a lot of times it got violent, but a lot of it was done through peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, you got to say, the way things are going out there in Los Angeles now, I mean, there's a lot of pe innocent people being victimized by this. And, um, you know, the, the criminals out there just looking for an excuse to, to do their thing. You know, but I mean, people just have to realize that in order to change this, they, they got to go out there, you know, themselves and not sit around and wait for, you know, expect the other people to go out there and change it for them. Right. You know? Okay. Okay, we'll Cross line. our fingers, thanks. Maybe, okay. some, maybe something will wake them up. 10.53. I, I doubt it, though. I really do. I don't, I don't want to sound like a total pessimist, but I am because I've seen it for too many years of my life that people's priorities are all screwed up and they're just not willing to give any... Uh, any kind of involvement or any kind of uh, energy or even just a little tiny bit of their existence into things that count. So that's why, you know, you, you look around the world and you see that people are starving to death by the millions and you see that people are overpopulating the planet and being encouraged to do so by the Pope and other maniacs who are running around the world in positions of power. It's called forced misery, forced suffering, and talking around with promises of a lot of double talk and bubamices. It's, uh, it's madness. It's mass madness. I'd say Howard Beale for president. Too bad Peter Finch is dead. We could bring him back and make him president, and he could go on and articulate the popular rage every night on television for a couple of hours. Because it's just, uh, it's hopeless. It really is hopeless. You just let things get too far out of your hands, and there is just a handful of special interests who control every damn thing that goes on in this country. And uh, the rest of us can be dad, man. We're just a little bunch of peons, and if we get our nose out of joint or if we uh, say something we're not supposed to, they come after you, man, and you've had it. They step on you. They smear you. They destroy you. They do, and if they can't do that, they just wipe you out altogether. Miami. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Uh, last night I came home uh, kind of late, and I turned on Nightline to see L.A. burning down. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I first looked at it, I'm like, oh, my God, there's, there's the big earthquake. And uh, I find out that it's the, the Rodney King decision. I was just like, and I, I think everyone feels sick to their stomach today. Yeah, that's exactly the <laughs> term, sick to your stomach, because I sat there at the, my table at Pompano Park, and I'm listening to the uh, verdict come in, and you're just confident. You just know in your mind that it's going to be guilty, of guilty, course. guilty. And, I mean, everybody saw the tape, and everybody has listened to the testimony, and uh, you just sit there and just sick to your stomach is exactly Every, the way I felt, and I still do. Everyone except the, the jurors that said that they'll be... 
able to sleep well tonight and, and all that other crap. Yeah, and some of the uh, fraternal order of police guys who, of course, are always championing, no matter what any of their uh, members do, they're always, uh, they can do no wrong and are always uh, salivating for the opportunity to uh, flex their there, muscle. I'm sorry, wasn't there a uh, change of uh, venue? Yeah. I mean... Right. Like I, like the guy said before, it would be like taking a, a similar case that happened on 62nd Street in Miami or somewhere in the middle of Liberty City and having a change of venue and holding the trial up in Boca somewhere with an all-white juror, jury mean, of uh, Boca, lily-white, uh, upper-crust type uh, people. It just You're just never going to get a fair verdict. And, and then that stupid lady was saying we've got to change the jury system she, and all that. Listen, she was a each space side, she has no Each side have, have uh, the right to right. Uh, pick like six each right. and then to throw out like six. There's a jury of like 52 they get to choose. Ha however, I mean, yeah, I mean, she, did a, she, did have a point, she did have a point to a degree, even though she was a space cadet. Right. And that is... I, I, you know, sitting here and talking to the people that I do every day, yeah. five days a week, uh, you know, 49 weeks a year, I would hate to think that my life would be on the line, that my future existence would be on the line based on 12 morons yeah. just picked randomly out there in the radio. Because most people in this society are morons. Yeah. And they saw and heard exactly what we heard and saw. We heard the gorillas in the midst jokes. We heard them laughing on the, you know, the dispatcher's tape. Yeah. I mean, as a direct result of all this, Gates was forced to quit. Right. Uh, we saw different stories uh, from all the, the different TV shows on uh, how the police academies were now, you know, uh, showing uh, all the cadets, that's what they are, cadets or stormtroopers, how to, you know, not use excessive force and all this, and uh, we get this kind of decision. I guess they can use the king tape for reference on exactly how far they can go. You know, well, no, not how far they can go because you got to remember that this jury found that they never uh, got to the, they never reached that point. So and evidently there must be a little bit more. You, you know exactly. what I'm saying? In other yeah. words, now they can go out and see if they can do a little bit more and get away with that and how much rope they'll actually be given by the next jury before uh, somebody says, well, you just stepped over the line. Exactly. Now, anybody who's been watching the uh, Inside Edition series, I saw it the night I came back from vacation in part four about police officers who speed. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen any of that? And they, uh, what they've been doing is they've been tailing all these cops undercover. Oh, oh undercover. when they had that police captain, uh, like, come right out of this restaurant flying out. Right, and, and they're going like 75 everybody. and 80 miles yeah. an hour in yeah. residential neighborhoods and yeah. through school zones and everywhere else. And, uh, well, they're on their way to the drugstore. They're on their way home for a hot dinner date or Burger whatever the hell they're doing. And then they, get, then they uh, corner them and they stick the microphone in their face. Oh, wow, you're bothering me. I'm on my own time. Or they just walk <laughs> away and they grumble. As, as if to somehow say they can do whatever the hell they want. No matter what it is, and that's okay, and they all stick together, and they're all up there on one level, and all the rest of us are like subservient bunch of slobs, and they can do whatever the hell they want to us. And basically, that's how it exists. Believe me when I tell you. Oh, I, I believe it. Uh, just to bring my own little story into this, I was on the beach uh, kind of uh, intoxicated, but not, not so much. Anyways, uh, two police, two beach police come up to me. This is right on South Beach. There's tons of people around, mm -hmm. and, uh, and there was a guy and a girl arguing. And I said, uh, I mean, really, really physically arguing with each other to the point where one, the girl was slapping the guy, and the cops are just sitting there watching. I'm like, aren't you just going to just go over there and just kind of break that up? And they're like, mind your own business. I'm like, all right, I'm minding my own business. And then the one cop goes, uh, you don't tell me what to do. And he started pushing me, pushing me up against the wall. And I'm like, hey, I'm not doing a goddamn thing. And then everybody around me is, you know, just sort of forming a, a circle, semicircle. And I'm sure if those people weren't there, that guy would have just had his, his way with his stick, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Like I said, I I'm think pissed. back to uh, the 31st of January, crossing Collins Avenue on that uh, 
Wednesday or Thursday night, whatever the hell it was, and seeing these two plainclothes uh, goofballs racing across the street after me. And as I thought about it the next day, I know damn sure they wanted me to run. Yeah, and if exactly. I would have run, I could have been the uh, next Rodney King. Exactly. Or if I had put up my hand or done any, you know, it's, yeah. it's instinctive. Yeah. But anyways, Neil, you have a good day and uh, take care. Good luck to us all, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, that's going to do it. By the way, the bad news is that the ratings for the 9 to 10 hour went way up. That's the bad news. For me, that's the bad news. No, they did. The first time uh, in recent memory at WIOD that uh, 9 to 10 went up uh, considerably from 8 to 9, so I guess I'm going to be... Thank you very much, sir. Philadelphia is here with a little sustenance to help us continue our meager existences here. Rick and Suds will be along at 2 this afternoon. News from around the planet. I guess it won't be hard to figure out what the news from around the planet is today. Sonny and Joe on Sports Talk at 6.05. And then my personal best friend who left me a cute little um, clipping in my box this morning. Forget it, Hank. You're wasting your time. Sheila McRae, formerly of the Jackie Gleason Show, 8 o'clock tonight. Opinions expressed by the guests, hosts, or callers are not necessarily those of this station. Now, here's Neil Rogers on News Talk Radio. 610 WIOD. So in the midst of all this other stuff that's uh, transpired starting at about 6.15 last night, I almost forgot to mention that yesterday on Geraldo's Now It Can Be Told show, there was the first segment about this guy who's in jail in Texas who allegedly has um, claims to have sold Dan Quayle marijuana 15 to 20 uh, times some years ago. And just before the election in 1988, the presidential election, this guy was uh, and his attorney were to hold a press conference. And lo and behold, not only did the government intervene and stop the press conference, but they put the guy in solitary until four days after the election. And now here he is. And I wish I had more information on it, but the problem is you won't read it in print anywhere because the story is being so well subdued. And they had the guy by phone on a show in, uh, I think it was San Antonio, Texas. Neither San Antonio or El Paso. And a guy calls in, allegedly anonymous guy, to try to discredit him and talk about how he's uh, lied in the past and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out to be, because they traced the call and the guy wouldn't identify himself, turns out to have been the press secretary for Dan Quayle calling in from Washington, D.N.C. to try to discredit this guy who's in jail and who's being kept very quiet and the, the administration's doing everything. Not, again, not that I think that's a big deal. But isn't it interesting how we have a separate set of standards? And basically, we have, um, we don't have a democracy anymore. We've got like a dictatorship, and the public's too stupid to even understand it. It's 11.07 at WIOD. Thanks to the Villa Deli again, by the way, for a fantastic uh, feast today. We need something. This is like the Last Supper. It's like the guy who was in the gas chamber out in California. Remember, they gave him the last meal, and he had got the uh, big bucket of chicken and the big pizza. I wonder if Jeff Cohen sent the pizza out there. They could have saved the gas then, huh? <laughs> oh, that was bad. Sorry, Jeff. Just a little joke. Just a little joke. But that Jeff is a killer, though. West Palm on the star line. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, I just wanted to call the uh, LAPD a bunch of baton-bashing dish rags mm-hmm. and douchebags at that. Mm-hmm. I lived in Los Angeles for eight years, and I just wanted to make a quick statement. Uh, actually, I lived at Los Angeles. In uh, at USC, so this wasn't when Ed Davis was the police chief. That fascist Nazi pig, Ed Davis. No, it's still when uh, Gates was there. Oh, but uh, I had a friend that we lived right down in Watts, right on the border of Watts, and we had a friend that had his car broken into. They tried to steal his car stereo. He caught the guy. He chased him down the street, and the guy confronted him with a screwdriver. He threw him to the ground, put him in, just held his neck to the ground. Somebody called the police. The police came, 
and harassed the guy a little bit, took him to jail, and then pulled my friend aside and said, listen, you should have just beat the crap out of the guy because he's going to get out of jail in a couple of hours and he might as well taught him a lesson. Uh-huh. And I think that's the mentality of the L.A. Police Department. And it's, you know, it's really a sad state that, you know, it continues. So just wanted to pass that along, Neil. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks. 1109 at WIOD. Open line on the Starline, Star IOD. Miami. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. You think that maybe it's about time that we consider volunteering for the space shuttle? It might not be bad. Back. It can only be an improvement, I would think. Better neighborhood, anyway. A uh, question. I don't know if anybody's brought it up or not, but the video that I've seen over and over again, not one time did I ever see any of those cops as they were circling this guy try to cuff him or put him in any type of restraint. Did you see that? No. I don't think anybody's brought that up, but all they did is circled him and kept beating him. And to me, the attorney should have brought this up, that the man was never tried to, to subdue the man whatsoever with cuffs or tie wraps or anything. They just circled him and kept beating him. I mean, after 40 or 50 times, I would think that the man would, would be subdued, don't you? 20 minutes before the beating, Officer Lawrence Powell sent an allegedly racist computer message in response to another message that read, Sounds almost exciting as our last call. It was right out of Gorillas in the Mist. Powell denied that the message was a slur on blacks. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This makes you sick. Yeah. This, this is a sad day. For See, the ki- first of all, the kind of people that we put in police work, and we don't, you know, we don't pay them any money. We just figure you can take any uh, schmuck off the street and make him or her into an officer. And uh, so we take uh, a lot of people who um, are sub substandard to begin with, and we give them a badge and a gun and the boots and the uh, power of the law, and we send them out there, and then they just act out their uh, hatred and whatever the hell they want to do. And then we say, oh, gee, we don't understand it. What the hell's going on? We can't understand why. Unbelievable. See, the people in society who ought to be making money because they have very important jobs and because it's crucial if we're going to have a society that's sane and that works anymore... People like teachers and people like police and people... I'm talking about good people and people like politicians. Everybody gets all upset while they voted themselves a pay raise. What kind of a person is going to, for 60 or 70 or $80,000 and all the graft they can get, take a job like that? Exactly. Exactly. So, that's so it's okay if we play some uh, moron, you know, six, seven, eight million dollars a year to play basketball or football. That's okay. That's great. Because that's where our priorities are. That's why one of our big illegal uh, pundits in town this morning on his radio show was debating as to he really wished he could be talking a lot more about the great time he had at the arena and that important heat game last night. That's what it, where America's at, sir, because our minds are turned to jello. Well, you said it before. Uh, come November, that's the time to try to do something. Yeah, Th- this is it, man. It's either it's either we do it this November or just uh, we bought the farm. I'll tell you that right now. All right, well, have a good one, and hold what you got, Neil. Okay. All right. Thanks. We're holding. We're squeezing it. I'll tell you that right now. We have an open line in uh, Dade, 751-9463. What is all that crap? Oh, crap. Okay. Oh, we're used to that. we got a lot of crap around here. Some of it's walking around in the hallway. Toyota of Hollywood extends sometimes at night. Toyota of Hollywood extends an open invitation to intelligent car buyers... People who can see through over-inflicted... 11.15 at WYOD. In about 15 minutes, we're going to be carrying a, a press conference with El Presidente dealing with the subject of the Rodney King trial and verdict and aftermath, etc. That'll be about 11.30, and we'll carry it. 
Delray Beach, hello. Uh, I'd say good morning, but... Uh, it ain't. It ain't much of one. No, it's depressing. You know you know what I think of when uh, this happens is all this stuff that Public Enemy and all these guys have been spewing out there, Ice Cube, Ice T, and all those jokers. You know, I always kind of laughed at them and uh, thought they were pretty ridiculous, which they are in some ways, but mm-hmm. uh, some of the things that they were saying came to fruition. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know. If the Cubs were as good with their bats as these guys on the police force are. I think you may have just gotten the solutions here, believe me. They swing a mean wand, I'll guarantee you that. We couldn't hit our way out of a paper sack. If you could switch the two of them. Yeah. That might solve the kill two birds with one stone. You know, they'd 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 have missed the guy, you know. Right. uh, Okay. You might have the answer. A possible solution. Okay. Not a bad one either, quite frankly. 1116 at WIOD. Uh, we did Delray. Wilton Manners, hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Good. Um, I agree with your uh, comments, obviously, this morning and uh, about how most people's minds are uh, not really geared to dealing with you know, some of the more important issues, but some of the superficial stuff. Crap. Uh, All the foolishness. All, they've got it totally upside down. In other words, the stuff, the fun and games, the nonsense, the goofy ball... That's like 95% of most people's lives in this country, and right. the stuff that ought to be important is like maybe maybe 2 or 3%, where it ought to be, I'm not saying it's got to be totally the other way around, but it, it's, it's upside down. Yeah. Upside down. And the public somehow expects somebody, some messiah is going to come along, somebody's got the answers, they're going to straighten everything out, we're just uh, helpless and hopeless and overpowered. And, of course, a lot of it had to do with the assassination, the three assassinations in the 60s of the two Kennedys and Martin Luther King, and then I think you topped it off with Watergate in the uh, 70s, and I think at that point, the public just threw in the towel, and you just can't do it. If you're going to throw in the towel, and hey, just uh, don't blame anybody else, just say, hey, we gave up, we've abandoned the ship. Yeah, um, but sometimes uh, people's uh, perceptions uh, are not really uh, uh, really as accurate as they probably should be about some of these uh, so-called the demagogues that they're setting up. Um, an example I can give you, uh, you know, it kind of refers to the local area here, and somebody who's been involved a little bit with your station and everything like that, and building up this whole mythology and image and everything like that. Um, image of what? Well, last night at one of the larger casinos mm-hmm. over in the Bahamas, uh, there was a certain football coach um, falling down drunk, uh, big gambling, you know, $1,000 chips, everything like this. Had what is that? What is that? Again, I have no way of knowing if that's true or not, but what does that have to do with anything? I mean, it's just, you know, the people, the, the things that people are important, like, uh, you know. Oh, in other words, the people, you're, you're talking about the people we put up on pedestals and worship exactly, and get all excited about. Yeah. Well, there's no question about that. The, the public is desperate for idols, man. We put all these people up on pedestals and we run out and we buy their underwear and their uh, cologne and their uh, armpit hair. And The public has got to stop with this setting people up on pedestals and idolizing and worshiping and trying to live some kind of vicarious, thrilling existence through all of these phony, synthetic non-entities and start dealing and coping with the real world. They've just got to do it. If, if, if some of the people in Miami... I keep hearing people talk about the legacy that they want to leave their children. Well, what the hell are they going to leave them? Right. A bunch of crap is what they're going to leave them. Yeah. Yeah, if some of the people in Miami had seen this uh, so, 
so-called uh, milk-drinking family man last night, uh, they would have been very Well, like, but, but again, see which that... Is, no, which I have no, and I have but, no problem no, with but, personal No, but I'm contact. just saying to you, you've got to understand, everything is image. And like I said the other day, everything is phony. Almost everybody is full of crap. What right. you see is not what you get. Exactly. And that's the deal. Everything is marketing and merchandising and packaging and, and pulling one over on the public. And that's what this country is all about. Yep. Okay. Okay, thank you. What is it Henry Channel 4 is doing what? Oh, Sheriff Nick is on Channel 4, that fascist pig? What, what the hell is his story? Talking about, well, isn't that the kettle calling the pottle puce, man? The pottle? I can't even speak when I see him. Is that Sheriff Nick or is that Sonny from the market? Which one is that with Susan Lickman on Channel 4? I mean, they, are they, is this like slapping us in the face that they bring in this fascist pig, Sheriff Nick, to analyze the situation in Los Angeles? This man who operates his own little fascist police state at the BSO down here? Another six months and every, everybody he's ever known is going to be under indictment the way things are going with him. But let's bring him in and share his expertise. And, of course, all you morons, all you sheep out there, come November again, are going to put this jackass back in there again so we can have our own little fascist police state without, maybe with or without the barbed wire here in Broward County. Hallelujah. Unbelievable. Just incredible. Oh, yeah, we want strict enforcement of the laws, yeah? It's like, you know, that guy the other day who, who called, I made a big... Uh, thing about him, the one who said that uh, obey the law, but really what it's all about is just don't get caught. Do whatever you want, just don't get caught, so pretend you're obeying the law. I think basically that's where it's at. Just put on a good act. Because basically in our society everybody's full of crap anyway, and they all say one thing, don't do as I do, do as I say. Don't be holier than thou, just say that you are. It's 1121 at WIOD, your holier than thou station. There's one in make one little announcement here and i know cheryl will be offended by the way would you call cheryl on your thing and tell her that all the food is here because she's acting real surly this morning because i'm see once in a while in my life there are things that affect me in such a way that they become overwhelming not too often but once in a while like this thing that's been going on since about eight o'clock last night and so there are things more important than who's bringing in the food and all this other cockerai that's going on but we started out this morning, I came in, and it was insisted that uh, Bruce from his deli was bringing in food. And when I said Villa Deli Thursday, and they're bringing in food, which they have, tons of it, um, people got upset about that. And now Sonny has decided, maybe inspired by the fact that Sheriff Nick was on and he saw the white hair on Channel 4, also sent in food. Even I, as much of a slob and as big of an appetite as I've got, even I and my cohorts here can only devour so much food in one day. So again, as usual, things have gotten out of control in the food in the food chain. Twenty-five after eleven. There, by the way, is a lot of food here. Some beautiful sandwiches, Stephanie. No, seriously, 
spread the word because I don't. That's it's shameful for this stuff to go to waste. There's some nice kishki over there and lots of soups and salads and beautiful sandwiches, a whole bunch of them, and dill pickles and sodas, etc. So I don't want it to go to waste. And I'm sure Sonny sent some good stuff too. But I mean, let's get serious. Can you believe that? It's not even 11:30 yet, and we've already had three food deliveries. So. So if I'm suggesting that maybe things are just a little bit out of control, I um, guess I'm being a bad guy. Miami. Yeah, the, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, the guy touched on earlier what I was going to talk about, how groups like NWA and these rap groups who for years now have been talking about this and they were labeled extremists and... You know what they were that happened on a very small scale and that they're exaggerating the problem. Yeah, but some of the things that they've been advocating and the kind of violence and the kind of response to it that they've been advocating is unacceptable unless we're going to be a bunch of barbarians and just have total anarchy. That's the difference. No, no, I'm not. I'm not In other words, that. they've had a point, but their idea of how to respond to it is unacceptable. That's the problem. Well, they're responding the way, you know, this has been thrust upon them and they respond. I'm not saying that it's right. It's absolutely wrong. They shouldn't yeah. be. But, you know, what most people don't know about, and I was reading before, in the five weeks after Rodney King, there were three different people that were killed by the police. Mm-hmm. Not just beat up. Right. They were actually killed. And, right. You know, the public jumps on, on this, and it's, this is a serious thing, but it seems to be that this stuff just keeps going on and on and on. And you're right. Inundated with it, and people. Just... And the public continues to be brainwashed. There actually are a lot of people out there who believe that because somebody is a police officer, that therefore they must always be right. Therefore, whenever you're accused of something, no matter what the situation might be, uh, you're you're automatically judged guilty by the public more often than not. Well, they're backed up by the people in the top, and we all know that you know our political leaders, you know, they walk around they schmooze with these police chiefs and. You know, when you always see President Bush, you know, he's um, sanctioned by this police organization. Yeah. Well, it's going to be real interesting to see what his comments are. He's coming on about three or four minutes with a press conference, and we're going to carry it. And if he, if he continues this line that he started peddling last night about justice has been served and uh, we've got to respect the law and order, et cetera, and so on, uh, he's going to talk his way uh, right out of office, I mean, in about 15 minutes. I guarantee you that, because uh, if, if they were able to take immediate polls across the country, I would almost guarantee you that 70, 80, 90 percent of the public are nauseated and revolted, not only by the Rodney King verdict, but by the succession of one after another of this kind of so-called justice in this country. Well, he's with his boys in the war room, and they're trying to figure out the best. I'm, I'm sure they don't give a crap about Rodney right. King. Right. Now, they just to... want to know the political consequences. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to figure out the best political strategy, and I right. heard he was negotiating with the chief of some something or other, and they're going to... Run out there and they're going to try and pan it away to the public. And this, uh, he was talking about how he's outraged and this and that and the other thing when he's probably jumping up and down, punching his fist in the background. Yeah. But he's going to go out there and he's going to try and pander and try to give the politically correct answer for the moment. Exactly. Right. And people are going to fall for it in November. Oh, Bush really cares. And it's going well, to heaven help us, I'll tell you. He puts one or two more after some of the doddering men on the court uh, finally either die or have to retire. He puts one or two more on there. And we might as well all just uh, line up at the passport office and uh, get on the first. Uh, we'll get union tours to make a special uh, tour for us. Exactly. So we can all I get the hell out of here. passport and the jets are warm. You got it. And in November, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Well, okay. well, anyway, we can do it. Just do our best and vote this crap out of office. And like you said before, people think that just throwing somebody up there and saying, "Okay, now it's all done. Thank you very much," and then going back, it's all going to happen again. So we got to keep on our p's and q's and get these bastards out of office. Amen. Good night, Neil. Thanks. Good night. 29 after 11. Might as well be night to me because I was up till uh, 2, 2.15 this morning watching the satellite and all this stuff going on, so I have no idea what time of day it is. Miami, hello. Neil. Yes. Yeah, I, I just have to apologize to the people of Florida. 
you know, I, I moved here from California about a year and a half ago, and I used to, you know, have a pretty superior attitude that, that you know, California respected people's rights more and that oh, there was a backlog. Wait, 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 wait. And not, this really opens my eyes. Not, not, not people in positions of authority. It's never been that way. When Ed Davis was the chief of police of Los Angeles. Yeah, crazy Ed. The stuff that's going on now is like child's play compared to the kind of fascist tactics that they use to entrap and harass and beat and... I mean, it was just unbelievable. If you were a member of any minority group when Ed Davis was police chief in Los Angeles, you might as well be uh, waiting to get nailed. Yeah, he's in the state senate now, and, and he's. But trying... isn't it interesting though how his views have changed a lot? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, to please the electorate, the the, yeah. the moods of the electorate. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't I I don't know what has to happen here. Um, uh, it just seems that people are so single issue minded. I mean, I mean, uh, for example, in this area. It seems that uh, uh, because of certain, you know, certain politics, certain ethnic politics, they'll they'll vote a certain line, not really thinking of what the other consequences are. Right. I mean, I mean they'll right. kind of blind themselves to to the to just the the crushing of our. Because rights. any moron can function on an emotional gut level basis. It doesn't take any kind of intelligence. It doesn't take any kind of uh, gray matter between the years. Anybody can be an emotional basketball case. Um, you know, it, it just—it's it, insanity. It's insanity. People just aren't willing to take the time to sit down and read a newspaper or a magazine or find out what the issues are or who these people are. And along comes Ross Perot and all these people, millions of them. Oh yeah, where do I sign up? Uh, we don't know who the hell he is, but I—I I don't like these other guys. This is the uh, syndrome that we've got in America today. Let's just throw everybody out. We don't care who we put in. Let's just throw everybody out because we're angry and we're pissed off. We don't know any other way how to deal with the problem. Hey, one more thing. The, the people who should be the most pissed off right now are, are, the, are the good cops. I mean... But they're not. They're and not, and that's the be. problem. You know, every major profession, whether it's doctors or lawyers or police officers, this is one of the biggest problems is that for the most part... They band together to cover each other's ass. And then, all of a sudden, when the public becomes disenchanted with their profession in general, they say, oh, well, why are you saying all police officers? Why have you got a hostile attitude toward me? I'm a good cop. Well, because of the fact that they're willing to look the other way, and all these organizations like the uh, Police Benevolent Association and the Fraternal Order of Police, all these other uh, rubber stamp whitewash organizations, always defend, no matter what the hell they do. And right as I'm speaking, they're showing the damn uh, videotape again on here, and it's enough to make me puke up my sandwich that I'm eating here. I just... It's just incredible how anybody can possibly watch that and say, well, uh, there was no excessive force there. The guy had it coming to him. He's a bad guy. He had a record. He was black. He was big. He was dangerous. And, uh, you know, and here we got two, four, six, eight cops. And he's down. He's still kicking him a couple of more extra times now. They yeah. got him surrounded. They got him cuffed. And he's still kicking a couple extra times. Here, let he's me have another one. Taser also, in the head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, last thing. You know, there are a lot of people out there who have given up. There, there are a lot of people who've just thrown in the towel, like you said. Well, if you throw in the towel, then you're going to have to accept the consequences. Exactly. That's the deal. Don't come whining and complaining that you don't like the way things are going when you're not willing to be a part of it anymore. Well, the only, the only maybe good thing that can come out of all of this is that people maybe have had their uh, the wool is back up over their eyes. Let's let's hope so anyway. Okay. All right. Thanks, Neil. Thanks. Eleven thirty-two. We'll see how our political uh, mastermind president deals with us. Are we going to have any idea? Chuck said it was at about 11.30, and it is now 11.33. What, George? We're just waiting for it to happen. We're just, <laughs> we're just waiting for it to happen. 
Very well put. Well, let me do my Snapple spot, okay, because I'm sure that during the course of uh, El Presidente's brilliant comments, I'm going to want to sit uh, back here and swish down a little bit of Snapple. It's 11.37 at WIOD. Let's do uh, North Lauderdale. Hello? Hello? North Lauderdale's gone. Okay, here's a, a lady in Fort Lauderdale on the Star Line. Hello? Hello? Yes? Is this Neil? Yes, it is. What's Hi. going on, George? Neil? Yes, ma'am. Hi. How are you? Okay. I uh, called because I am a 30-year-old registered voter, and I wanted to say that I do intend to make a difference. I heard you the other day uh, speaking about parole, and I was like you. I thought, well, who is this guy coming out of the woodwork here who I heard, have heard nothing about, know nothing about him? And um, I did uh, find a good book at Bookstop the other day that is uh, an unauthorized uh, biography of him. Mm -hmm. uh, does give a bit of information about him, and he seems to be, he might be a possible alternative. Um, I'm concerned. I'm a concerned Possible voter. alternative based on what? Well, based on the fact of what the information I read in, uh, briefly in the, in the book, which I did not buy, but he, I did read He talks through. nonsense. He talks in simplistic baby talk. He talks about government by plebiscite, about how we're going to send, the electorate will send laser beam messages to Washington to help the uh, president and the leadership decide on what we do on controversial issues, and we're going to get a consensus. He talks foolishness and nonsense. Well, uh, where did you hear this? I, I, I heard to... that directly from him on one of the talk shows on my vacation. Okay. I heard that directly he... out of from his lips. I, I heard it seen... again on uh, Face the Nation with Bob Schieffer Sunday morning, as Schieffer was sitting there with his mouth down to his knees, just googly-eyed, that, oh, man, this guy's really exciting, and isn't it great that we have somebody interesting now? Right. Not that he makes any sense or has any answers to any of the problems. Well, I did get, when I did read a bit about this, and in this book that I did read, he, it did seem like he did tend to do a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction to some of the things he's done in business and past. And I'm Talks about, about cutting $180 billion in waste from the federal budget, right. but when he's asked for some specifics about where it's going to come from, he can't give you one example. He can't tell you anything specifically because all he does is give double talk. But I don't. But I don't really know that the other the other candidates are really being as specific either. It seems to be. But the, that's not the point. The point is he's got as much chance to get elected as you or I have. You know, I went down the road with the independent candidates with John Anderson, and I'm going to tell you something. It was a bad mistake because he had no chance to get elected. It was like throwing away my vote, and I can assure you, I am never going to do that again. Right. Well, I just I think it's important that people investigate. I guess what I wanted you to I wanted to make the point that. There are a lot of people in my age group that are not registered to vote, and it's very simple to register to vote. Uh, it takes about two seconds to, to get involved and get registered and getting prepared to do, your, to do a service to make a decision for yourself. Yeah. And if people don't do that, shame on them. Uh, okay, we just lost her. Okay, your phone just cut out, but I think you said what you had to say. We have an open line on the Star Line, Star IOD. Here's uh, Hallandale. Hello. Allendale? Hello? Yes. Hi, this is Tamarack. Okay, that's close enough. This is Tamarack. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I just wanted to say I am very, very appalled of what happened. Yes? On this trial yesterday, okay? And I want to know if anybody knows why they were all white jurors and not one black juror. Because the prosecution bungled the case, okay? This should never have been allowed to happen. They should never under any... Sir, if, they, if they had to go on for 15 months before they impaneled a jury, they should never, ever have permitted this to take place. Well, I think at this 
they should have a new trial. And that Well, that, I, I can almost guarantee you that there will be another trial. On uh, They can't have another criminal trial because they, there's no such thing as double jeopardy. They can't try him again. But as far as civil rights charges being brought against them, I can almost guarantee you that they will be and that these officers are going to have to stand trial again. Well, I hope they do, and I hope that something really bad comes to them because they make me sick to my stomach. Okay. Stand them Thanks people. for your call. 1141 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward. There's another great intellect that's part of America out there. It's all out there for you. 524-WIOT. Now the word is that uh, the president's delayed the press conference uh, till God only knows when, and even he has his doubts is what the message says, okay? Well, evidently, they haven't got all their fingers stuck out the windows at the White House yet to see which way the wind is blowing, to see if maybe any of the smoke from L.A. will drift cross-country and they can uh, stick their finger out and kind of measure the uh, political barometer to see what the president ought to say. Boca. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Did you see, did you see Sheriff Dick on the uh, TV? Oh, I saw his face. I didn't turn the sound up because I'd just been eating and I don't want to upchuck on the ear. You didn't miss much. He contradicted himself about six, seven Well, what, what, was, what was he talking about? He was saying how, first of all, they're saying, do you think that, you know, they should have been guilty? And he said, yes. Then he said, well, he doesn't know because he didn't see the videotape. He didn't see the videotape? Well, Sheriff I Nick see... is the only person in America who did not see the videotape? Oh, sorry about that, Neil. I, I said that wrong. I said that's the only thing that he saw was the videotape, that he didn't go into great details about it. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. You know, Sheriff Dick is, in, is the next guy that's, you know, it's going to come down here and, uh, you know, it's just going to happen down here. Um, what do you mean it's going to happen down here? It already has happened. Don't you remember Arthur McDuffie? Didn't you see yeah. what happened to Mercado? Yeah. Haven't you seen the kind of uh, stuff that's been going on the last three or four years? There's barely a five or six month period that goes by that we don't have another story about a police officer shooting and killing somebody. It's absolutely And there's always some uh, legitimate excuse for it, of course. You know, yeah. and sometimes there is, of course. But, you know, the sooner or later, there has to be found sometime that there wasn't. And when is that going to happen? It, it, it should happen. And Channel 4 has shown over and over the beating, and it's just amazing. Yeah. They put in slow motion, and, I mean, if that, if that didn't prove them guilty right there, I mean, kicking them in the back of the head, just at one point he tried to put his uh, hand back so they can arrest him, but now they had to beat him and kick him and... It's just no justice in the world. I mean, it's just, you know, that that's just says it right there. And El Presidente, I don't know what he's going to say, but uh, he's, he's out in left field on this issue, and uh, he's always been that way. Well, he says justice has been served, and I have one, one response to that. So has lunch already, okay? Justice. That uh, and 40 cents will get you a watery cup of coffee. He wouldn't know justice if it bit him in the ass. Okay. Okay, have a good day, Neil. Hey, good luck to you. 1144 at WIOD. Good luck to us all, as Tiny Tim said in A Christmas Carol, and I think he had... I think he had a pretty good notion of what was to come. Coral Springs. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I've been listening to you since your FM days. I yep. never had a reason to call, and, well, here I am. I was up with you last night till 2 o'clock in the morning watching that garbage on TV. Yeah. And, uh, first of all, I learned the true meaning of stunned, because it, it was, I was stunned last night. I couldn't believe it. One question you and your listeners didn't answer uh, so far, as far as I've been listening to this. Only morning. one? Well, one that solo, solo una spina. Well, there are many questions in this world here. <laughs> um, I mean, the jury said this beating was justified, so it's fine and dandy for the cops to do that to you. Well, how much beating is enough beating? No, the, if they had clubbed them another five or ten times, would that have been good? No, we already came to that. Let me read that quote again from um, 
from the Deputy District Attorney Terry White. He said he had appealed to each juror to find a moment in the 81-second beating, at which time they said enough is enough and anything beyond this now is excessive force. Well, they didn't and find the, and the six force. men and six women never found such a point, is what it says. Right. So how much more of a beating would it have taken for them to have found that excessive point? Another 20 seconds, another two minutes, another six hours? Yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, if I do something wrong, maybe I'm a little drunk and I'm a, a little bit nasty to a cop, I mean, how much are they going to beat me? I know they can beat me for 81 seconds, but, I mean, could they beat me? I think the videotape that's much, much more revealing than even the Rodney King videotape is the one of the guy in Santa Cruz, which also happens to be in repressive uh, California. And you know the one I'm talking about? Uh, the guy no. who was outside washing his car, and they came along, and the guy mistook him for a child molester oh, yeah, that yeah, they were yeah, looking for, that. right in front of his home. Yeah. Doesn't ask for any ID, doesn't find out for sure if this is the guy that he's looking for, and proceeds to knock him to the ground and beat him and club him and kick him and terrorize him, and the wife comes running out of the house and is looking on. And uh, this stuff goes on routinely all the time. Only 99 and 9 tenths percent of the time, nobody ever has a tape of it. And a big percentage of the time, nobody ever even hears about it because they've got the public sufficiently intimidated. Yeah, just, I don't know. Just I like with me, you know, I sit here on the air every day and speak out against the pigs and about the abuses and about what they do to the public, including this thing with Rodney King. And look what happens to me, okay? They're out there just waiting for an opportunity to look over my shoulder or find me here or in the wrong place or in the wrong spot. And let's discredit him, too. Let's smear his ass all over the place. It doesn't make any difference who you are in this country. Sooner or later, if you don't say the right thing, they're going to nail your ass, sir. Trust me. Well, if you're not physically beating up on little old ladies, none of their business what you do with your life. Yeah. That's obvious. And in this town, if you are, maybe you deserve a medal in some cases. <laughs> yeah, I spent some time in Hallandale. I know what you're talking uh -huh. about. Uh, meanwhile, I'm real jealous. You get your lunch served. And here I'm cutting and chopping because I have 300 pounds to lose, and I'm uh, eating my tuna fish all by well, myself. Well, hey, you hang in there, sir. Believe me, I've been doing very well. And I come back from vacation feeling great, and now, three times in one morning already, they're starting with a force-feeding crap because uh, it's not important in life that you succeed, but that your talk host drops dead of a coronary on the ear. Well, that's when we'll know how much food is too much. Exactly. Exactly. At least this one will not have any gray lines in it, man. You'll know exactly which dill pickle, which pastrami sandwich was the one that was a little bit too much. Yeah, well, I want to know also, uh, maybe you'll figure it out by 2 o'clock, how much beating is too much? How much more than 81 seconds we could have... Uh, yeah. I can't watch that, that tape anymore. I turn away from it. It's, it, it's nauseating. I guess, it's just uh, brutal. Yeah. My wife is a uh, nurse, and she can take that blood and garbage. I can't. Okay, hang in there. Thank you, sir. Stay on the wagon. Have a wonderful day. You too. 1148 WIOD. We have an open line in Broward, 5249463. Consumer Credit Law Center has been doing so well. because. Eleven fifty-two at WYOD. Let me ask you a question, Adam. Can that be felt? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to uh, Kendall. Hello, Neil. How you doing? Okay. <laughs> hey. Uh, let's see. I was up uh, all night. I work uh, the mid shift yeah. at a business down in Homestead, uh, bait and tackle business. Uh, I'm not going to say which one because the owner he's a pretty good friend. But uh, I just kind of like to share with you some of the ignorance that uh, I witnessed, you know, earlier in the morning because we have a TV down there and I had it on all night. Um, it was everything from, uh, well, the guy that they were beating 
had a rap sheet as long as your arm. Yeah. And uh, what else was it? Oh, let's see. One one customer said, uh, I was I was hoping that they would. Now this the, this is in Homestead, right? No, I'm calling from Kendall. I I live in Kendall. But but where was the the uh, place where this took place, where these conversations were held? Kendall, or I'm sorry, Homestead. In Homestead, okay, yeah. that's what I thought. So uh, so keep that in its proper perspective. Well, I'm not suggesting that Homestead has any corner on bigotry or racism or prejudice, but it certainly has an inordinate amount. I think whatever. Be um, I'm I'm the guy. I called you. Uh, let's say it was a day after New Year's. I'm from Battle Creek, Michigan. Right. But anyway, you went to Michigan State, and uh, that has nothing to do with what no, I'm saying. No, it doesn't. That's right. But uh, anyway, uh, another uh, customer said, uh, uh, I was just hoping for uh, the acquittal of the four cops just to, just to watch these people burn down their neighborhoods. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I said, well, look. I said, uh, you know, they had the guy subdued. Uh, all I had to do was put the cuffs on him mm -hmm. and take him in. Oh, well, his rap sheet was as long as... Uh, what the hell does that have anything? What, what does that mean? Exactly. What does that prove? Right. You know? Um, I mean, Arthur McDuffie, who was uh, beaten to death here 10 or 11 years ago, uh, all he had was a suspended license he was driving with, which is why he panicked and fled. And uh, so whether he had a long rap sheet or no rap sheet or whatever the hell it was, that has got nothing to do with it. Exactly. Because, once again, that creates vigilante justice. Yeah. That, and anybody who supports that means that police can be not only the ones who make the arrests, but also the ones who uh, do an immediate trial in their mind in a period of a few seconds and then carry out the punishment. And, uh, you, know, you know, I tell these, I said, well, look, uh, U.S. 1, I said right out here, U.S. 1, uh, what happens if Metro Dade pulls you over um, on a speeding you know, you get out of your car, you figure you have a right to say something. If he doesn't like what you're saying, you know, he puts you face down on the pavement and right. calls for backups. Right. I said, the same thing's going to happen here. You know, I said, it's not a black and white thing. It happens everywhere. I can think of back course. to the days. It takes a good memory to remember when spring break was still alive in Fort Lauderdale. But I can remember driving the strip in Fort Lauderdale and seeing the uh, brown shirt Fort Lauderdale police taking kids uh, putting them up, like you're describing, against the back of the police yeah. car, and just beating them senseless with their nightsticks. I mean, just beating and beating the crap out of them. And again, even though you, I may not have seen, or anybody may have not have seen what preceded that, there still is no justification for that. You just no. can't lose your cool. You can't be out of control and say, well, I did it because ABC. You can't do it. You cannot be. In other words, once you have somebody in a submissive position and you've got them under control and you can cuff them and you can t put them in the uh, paddy wagon or the police car or take them away, whatever it's going to be, that's it. That's it. That's where the line should be drawn. Exactly. Not just I'm going to keep kicking and beating and stopping and going crazy until I feel uh, good about what I've done. That's I guess that's the answer. Enough is enough when they feel satisfied. When their when their lust for uh, violence and for aggression is satiated, then that's enough. That's the answer to that question. Oh yeah, and, and that's uh, unacceptable in any kind of an even semi civilized society. No, no, it's not. And uh, I mean, I dealt with a lot of I found out a, a lot of ignorance today. Well, believe me, it's not it's not difficult, sir. It's out there. It's all over the place. Exactly. Just look out your window, and it'll uh, just dump all over your head. That's right. Good luck to you. All right. Thank Same you, Neil. Be careful.
1156 at WIOD. An open line in Dade, 751-9463. And one in Broward, five... Oh, there they both go. Kendall. Hey, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Glad I got to get in to talk to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make one statement that uh, I haven't heard anybody say. And my statement is, I have, in 50 years, I have never met a cop that should be allowed to carry a gun. Uh, the way it's going, uh, it's just... Uh, well, what, what does that mean? I don't... Uh, in other words, you're saying they're all incompetent? All the ones I met. Yeah. Socially and uh, out on the road. Uh, years ago, I drove a van, and I got hassled in my own driveway with all the neighborhood women out they were having coffee everybody was standing around having coffee while i'm surrounded in my own driveway by six police cars in broad daylight and on the radio i hear that the criminals are getting away yet they hassled me for an hour and a half and finally wrote a ticket for defective equipment mm -hmm. While two blocks away, the criminals were being in in another place. Yeah, but those guys are probably a lot more dangerous than you were, so it was a little... <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is. They also uh, hassle my it's like daughter. like sitting under the bushes with the radar and the Vascar and all that stuff. That's, uh, it's not really very threatening work, especially right. in broad daylight. Maybe at nighttime, in some cases, it's uh, not the most savory kind of endeavor. But uh, broad daylight, in most cases, sitting behind a bush and uh, pointing the gun on the street, that's not uh, all that threatening. Yeah, it was it was on it, it was on you know like you say unbelievable. Here I was driving down my street. Yeah. Well, if we if we had a seventy five hour marathon, we wouldn't have time for all the horror stories. <laughs> that, seriously, from uh, people who have been abused and hassled and harassed over a piddly crap, and in the meantime, in broad daylight, right here in the city as I speak right now, there are people standing in the middle on street corners uh, within yards of schools and the neighborhoods and the parks and whatever, peddling every kind of drug and hallucinogenic substance that's ever been invented. And for some reason, that continues to go on. And as soon as the sun goes down tonight, we'll have the little games out here on the boulevard and up on Federal Highway, and they'll be entrapping the Johns and doing the thing with the decoy prostitutes and, again, wasting the police manpower that we can ill afford to waste. How about taking whatever manpower we can afford and whatever we've got and putting them to work doing real things, dealing with real crime, and stop hassling and harassing the public who are paying the salaries of the same people who are turning around and making their lives not worth a crap? I guess that makes a little bit too much sense. Sounds a little bit too logical. Do we have any idea where uh, the president is? Is he in hiding right Maybe now? Noon. Maybe noon? But he didn't say which day or which week or whether he's on Greenwich Mean Time or what it might be. Well, whenever he makes up his mind and his finger comes back inside the door, we'll have it for you here. This is South Florida's News Traffic and Weather Station. News Talk Radio, 610 WIOD. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and the Palm Beaches. To you, Neil. Engine killer. 12.08 at WIOD. Boy, I tell you, we got CNN on the uh, tube here. And, of course, uh, immediately, as soon as he finished with his last wimpy uh, word about uh, justice must be served and obey the law and et cetera and so on. But, of course, uh, to try to pacify everybody, the federal government is looking into its responsibilities, yada, 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 and flew out of there like uh, he had ants in his pants. 
And now who do they bring on on CNN that uh, I'm always there to uh, stir the pot, Ojan Provocateur, uh, Jesse Jackson, who we need like bad hemorrhoids at this time. 1209 at WYOD, here's a lady in Kendall. Hello. Hello, me? Yes, you. Hello. Hello, uh, hello Neil? Speaking. Oh, I'm sorry. Can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Uh, a little better. You got a bad phone? Uh, I don't think so. Sounds bad. Well, give it your best shot. Okay, I'm a visitor from Canada, Toronto. Eh? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry I have to call at this time and the situation, but um, I really agree with everything you said, and uh, I mainly wanted to thank you so very much for your program and listening to you. When I first tuned in, I couldn't believe that you made me laugh so hard. Well, that's great. First thing on Monday, because I'm not feeling too good, but this isn't working out. And uh, when I heard your program, that really made my day. Well, that's great. No, I really mean it. I'm sincere about it. I really, really enjoyed you. And uh, a few weeks ago, somebody phoned uh, on the station up there. I listened to all these talk shows. And they said they were in Florida and how dull they were. And when I'm listening to you, I'm saying, Golly, is this dull? How bad can it get? Right. Well, listen, best of luck. Well, thank you so much for, for your for your program. Okay. And I'm sorry I had to call today. No problem. Take care. Thank you. Ten past noon at WYOD. We have an open line in Dade, 751-9463. Boynton Beach on the Star Line. Hello. Yeah, Neil, good morning, or yes. good afternoon. Good evening to you. Yeah, that. Um, no one has mentioned the Jewett case, which happened about a year and a half ago up in West Palm Beach, just on US-1 outside the Palm Beach Post. And that was where two cops, undercover cops, stopped this Jewett fellow for hitchhiking and ended up murdering him. Mm-hmm. They, uh, he, in, the, in the autopsy, they discovered that uh, his neck was broken by these two guys, who one's an ex-linebacker, who both weigh about 250 pounds or more. His neck was broken, his Adam's apple was crushed, his testicles were crushed, and they said he struggled and had a knife, which everybody else claims that uh, the knife was planted there. A pocket knife. It was an open pocket knife that he walked around in his pop with his an open pocket knife in his pocket. Yeah. I don't know whether you've heard of yeah, it. I remember I remember it, yeah. Two days ago they announced uh, or the mayor of West Palm Beach gave the first payment of four hundred and some odd thousand dollars in an apology to Jewett's mother. And the total payment is going to come out to one point two five. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and these guys are off. You know, there's another fine example of uh, what we've been talking about this morning. Well, in the editorial in USA Today, the lead editorial today, it says a Gannett News Service study of 100 police brutality lawsuits found only 5 of 185 officers involved were fired, 19 were promoted, despite their communities being stuck with $92 million in payments to brutality victims. Uh, you know, these guys are going to go some, to some other town and end up being on the, another police force and do the same damn thing. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It, it, it truly is. And thank you very much for this morning. I thought I'd bring that to the surface. Thanks for calling. You bet. My pleasure. Twelve minutes afternoon at WIOD. There's an opening on the Star Line, Star IOD. And uh, did we have the press conference or what? It actually was almost entertaining that we had all that other uh, mumbo-jumbo on there during that uh, pause, <laughs> because basically it was like so fast, it was like a lightning bolt, because it's obviously a politically volatile issue, and rather than face what might be some very tough questions from the media, 
like uh, how are you feeling today or something of that nature, uh, El Presidente just did a uh, complete 180-degree turn and flew out of there like somebody was chasing him with a broomstick. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. And, of course, there were some very weak-kneed attempts to pacify those people who were bitterly offended by this transgression of justice. And, uh, on the other hand, a very stern admonition that the uh, looting and burning and killing and uh, crap that's going out on the street is unacceptable human behavior and it must be stopped, which I agree with, but, it, but it's interesting. There was the tremendous emphasis on lecturing on that, and we must have respect for law and order and justice has been served, et cetera, and so on. And uh, we'll look into it, okay? If that'll pacify you, we'll look into it. 1213 at WIOD. Pompano Park last night. Again, congratulations. Kelly Shepard just knocked him dead. He won the driver's championship. I mean, hands down. There were six uh, races. YOD. Let's do Miami Shores. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. I think this is a sad day in this country's history. Um, and I look back at the last 12 years of this Republican administration, and I lay the blame directly at their feet. Their complete ignorance of civil rights and ignoring those types of things have allowed a rise of anti-Semitism, uh, a rise of discrimination. Yeah. Oh, it's all there. It's documented. I mean, any, all anybody has to do is read a news magazine or a newspaper every now and then, and it's conclusive that there's been a dramatic, a frightening rise in the increases of uh, uh, crimes of hate and all these other bigoted episodes that are going on. You know, we keep pointing the finger at the Germans and the skinheads over there. Uh, we ought to be take a much better look at what's going on right here. Uh, I think you remember those days of the civil rights movement early in the 60s and the feeling <clears throat> how it was unpopular to use certain words in describing ethnic groups or it became un socially unpopular. Uh, it's no longer that way. Um, you can stand anywhere, and the use of those words has become quite quite prevalent. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really scary. And when I was watching Sheriff Nick on the, uh, on the TV earlier... That is scary. I was thinking about the, uh, the roadblocks that they set up uh, crossing Alligator Alley at the toll booth. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of uh, the people that they... And they, they go through the cars. They search the cars. And, right. And, and you really are powerless. You can, you can fight it. I mean, you can stand there and say, uh, uh, you're violating my civil rights. But they're going to find some other excuse to, to, to give you a hard time. And How many times have we seen and heard stories the last couple of years where they... Um, have gone in and raided houses, and they've uh, busted down the doors and not poked holes in the walls and beaten the crap out of people, only to discover that it was the wrong address. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. But one, what disturbs me <clears throat> um, a lot is that if you see the people that they stop out on the alley, if, if you, it, they, they, it's, it, how many times have I seen a group of black guys in a car where they've stopped that particular car, and I suppose they fit that. That stereotype, right? That, or young, or young white guys with long hair, and uh, it's 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 sad. It really is, and I, I don't care who the Democratic nominee is. Almost, I, I've I've gotten to that point where I'm just hoping that uh, that we have a Democratic president and hope that he addresses this kind of social issue. Well, I agree with you, but I think it's a real uh, tremendous indictment of the Democratic Party that they've let us down over and over again by putting forward the weakest possible candidates and by uh, just totally uh, dropping the ball, and I'm afraid that they may do it again here, but I'll vote for Clinton come hell or high water any day of the week, if only for the purpose of just curbing this incredible uh, wild 
a headlong dash to the right and all of these efforts to try to pacify this right-wing lunatic fringe. It wasn't too many years ago when they were the lunatic fringe, when people used to laugh at them with these right-wing fundamentalist extremists, holier-than-thou hypocrites, and now they have control of the uh, strings of government, and uh, if they get in again, there's no telling what, what's going to happen. Yeah, one other thing, if I might mention also, uh, allowing violence, uh, encouraging violence, teaching people violence. It starts at a very early age. And if I teach my kids nothing else, I hope to teach them to, to turn the, the other cheek in the sense of walking away from it, never, I try to never encourage them to. I don't send them to karate school, and I don't teach them how to use a gun. Uh, I, I teach them to avoid it at all costs. I mean, yeah. certainly there are times where you have to protect yourself, but not, I mean, it, it, I've learned over... See, but these are things the American public collectively doesn't want to deal with any of these issues. We live in a frighteningly violent society, still with the Wild West mentality from the cowboy and Indian days, with this glorification of guns of every type, every, every size, every shape, every kind invented. And so long as the public continues to defend this and promote it and accept it as though this is the way things are supposed to be, it's never going to change. Never going to change. This whole society is nothing but a monument to violence. And, I, and we became, we've been so bombarded by it that we're just desensitized. Most people are immune. I mean, even you know, after they show you the Rodney King videotape the first 300 times, it's almost like it doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, I, if I called anybody, it would have been you, because I, I, I think you understand far beyond anybody else in this community exactly what, what the pulse of, the, of this country is and, and where it's headed. Yeah, well, the, yeah. Pres the president's on his way out now to see if he can find the pulse somewhere. <laughs> have, have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. 22 past noon at WIOD. An open line in Dade, 751-9463. Pizza trough man Jeff at the Pizza Loft says, We're not the fastest. We're not the cheapest. We figure there will be a ripple effect on the audience with that. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a little inside uh, joke there. 26 past noon. At WIOD. That did not have to do with ripple out of a bottle, by the way, so I don't want Henry to get all excited. Did we do the press conference? <laughs> have you ever had an experience like that where you, like, anticipated something for a fairly good amount of time, and then it happened, and it was over so fast? Yeah, I guess we've all had experiences like that. And then you think back, yeah, it did happen. Only those kind of experiences usually are good, ones that you want to savor, as opposed to the one that we just had before. That was incredible, just like turns around and storms out, as in Stormtrooper. Delray Beach. Yeah. Yes. And Neil? Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, man? First time caller. Okay, man. Listen, I want to say this first off. You were the first man in history that I know that felt the same way that I did about the dictatorship in this country. Police state. Okay. I thought I was the only one in the world that thought that way. No way. You know? But, at, least, at least there are two of us paying attention anyway. I'm telling you, I can't hardly hear you because it's got a bad connection. That's why I'm talking loud. Am okay. I talking too loud? I'll talk loud too, okay? Oh, okay. How's that? Uh, uh, that's a little bit better. Okay, how's this? I can't hardly hear you. Okay. I won't waste anyway, my time. Anyway, all right. Look, Neil. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Listen, I was, I, you know, I could, I could be wrong, but maybe you're the, you're the man that can tell me whether I'm right or not. Now, these jurors knew or should have figured what kind of implications would come in with the decision that they made. Yes, and let me mention it again. I don't, want to, I don't want to get anybody hysterical, but I will say it again in case people aren't aware of it, that they decided on acquittal in the first day, one day, 
Right. And the only reason it took all the other time was because they uh, got hung up and it wound up as a mistrial in one charge of one of the four officers for excessive force. But other than that, in less than a day, they decided uh, that all of these guys were not guilty. Right. Well, what Which I'm is saying shocking. is they, I mean, they, that... knew, they knew the implications right. of their decision. Well, you would hope so. And these officers that were on TV right after they were coming out of court, they knew the implications or possibility of an implication with their faces on the TV right after they come out of the courtroom. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that so there might, have been, there might say, just have been a wee bit of an intimidation factor is what you're saying. Well, what I'm trying to say is this. In your opinion, is there any way possible that the jurors and the two officers that were on TV, could they possibly be um, charged with incitement to riot? No. They can't be? No. Okay. I've been wrong before. I was no, how can they be charged with incitement to riot? All they did was, uh, even though they did it pathetically and erroneously, they uh, did their job. They went out, they deliberated, they came back, they brought back a horrendous verdict, and whether you like it or not, you can't use that to justify the kind of aberrant behavior that's going on in the streets again for the umpteenth time. I mean, this kind of thing has been repeated over and over again here and in Watts and in Newark and in Detroit and in Chicago and in just about every major uh, city in this country, and it not only doesn't accomplish anything, it is just absolutely, totally unacceptable behavior. Well, it is Unacceptable. That. And it not, is not, that, not, but... not to mention how destructive it is within people's own community. It accomplishes nothing. Well, that's true, too, because they should have went downtown and, you know, tore up something where it would Yeah, really they should have gone and torn something up. Okay, have a wonderful day. And, by the way, they did uh, set fires in downtown Los Angeles, uh, if you were up watching last night, they uh, they spread it around. Totally unacceptable. Eleven people already are dead, hundreds injured, and uh, who knows how many millions. And as I was sitting watching that stuff last night, having spent a considerable amount of time on and off in Los Angeles, in fact, in fact the last time I was there, I remember it very vividly, driving on the uh, Santa Monica Freeway and looking around and in the, in the middle of the day at noon on a Sunday, and you couldn't see the buildings. I mean, unless, until you were just like right up on top of them, they were right next to where you were on the freeway. You couldn't see them. And then as you uh, came toward the big uh, Hollywood Hills, you couldn't see the Hollywood Hills sign. I remember trying to show somebody the sign, and the only problem was you couldn't read it because you couldn't see it. And I'm sitting there watching all of these flames and the smoke and this crab billowing up into the air, and I'm thinking to myself, boy, if there's any... Any city in America that can ill afford to have any more pollution spewed into the air, this is the one. And look at that. Isn't that something? There's Daryl Gates. They're taking the feed from on CNN from KTLA, Channel 5 in Los Angeles. And now my uh, lunch is starting to back up a little bit. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. I'll tell you what really uh, gets me is when you get guys like Mr. Ego, you get Roy Black, and all the other... People are saying, well, you people have only seen 90 seconds of the video. These jurors have seen three months of, of, uh, of all this, and they made the right decision and let justice... Sir, can I say something to you? I, I can't believe this. Can I say this. something to you? I have in front of me, and I have no idea where we got this from, I have in front of me a copy of a memo. I don't ordinarily publicize the light bulb, because if you could see the book... Uh, most of the day they have like point threes and point six, and when Mr. Ego is on, like point nines and point eights. So they're not even a factor. The listening audience is so minuscule it doesn't bear responding to. However, I have in my hand here a copy of a memo from Nick Lawrence, assignment editor, Ray Rodney King Verdict. It says, 
all talk hosts Steve Kane and Rick Siderman. No, wait, wait, wait a minute. It says all today talk hosts Steve Kane and Rick Siderman will defend the police's acquittal. Steve and Rick will show support for the police. They will take calls and interview guests throughout the day. All media welcome. Oh, I see. This was sent to somebody at, uh, I don't want to say next door at Channel 7. All media are welcome, okay? So, in other words, talk about contrived and preordained. And, uh, and, see, that's the thing that disturbs me about some of these people. No matter what the issues are, there's a time for show business and there's a time to be serious. Right. And, uh, you know, at times like this when there's something that is so gut-wrenching and so strongly touches any of us who have seen the tape and followed this trial and, you know, and gone through time after time after time with the acquittals and the riots and the burning and all the other social crap that comes along with it, sooner or later you've got to find some little bit of yourself that takes something seriously and you turn off that staged, preconceived, uh, contrived crap and you just be a regular human being. But there are some people who are just not capable of that. I mean, then you got Roy Black on Channel 4 who's saying, well, I've been in the criminal justice system for 22 years, and, and I've seen it, and you've got to let everything work, and yeah. all the people have owned well, Roy Black is all, Roy Black is also the same guy who said that William Kennedy Smith's getting a lot of uh, hot dates now, too, so just yeah. keep that in mind. But I, I just find that, uh, I mean, I just can't believe it. I think we've all seen the same video, and uh, uh, I don't know what videotape the, the juror is watching, but I don't think it was the same one everybody else watched. So. Well, maybe in Ventura County there's something in the air they're, they're inhaling there that uh, doesn't meet the eye, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. Okay. All right, Neil. See you. Bye-bye. 12.33, in other words, maybe there's uh, something in the air, as Thunderclap Newman would say. Wouldn't it be something if I had that? Funny that Suds did me a pretty big favor when he actually screwed up all my carts because I found things I didn't even know were there. <laughs> Boy. If I were on Zeta, I guess we could put this on an endless loop and play it 24 hours a day now. Anyway, it's 1234 at WIOD. Pembroke Pines, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi. I would say Buenos Tardis, but it's not That's a very not good, a good day. not a good one. It's a very depressing, yeah, uh, gut-twisting, gut crappy day. Yes, it is. And um, the only thing, you know, you know I like to keep, I'd like to keep a good attitude and try to think of, you know, a possible, you know, good thing coming out of this. And hopefully, maybe uh, people will wake up. Oh, I, I was, I was just thinking that before you said that, that... Maybe this is what it's going to take, and maybe this won't even get the job done because the people are. But maybe won't. this will be the straw that broke the camel's back because uh, the public yeah. is angry. They don't know exactly what they're angry at, but they know they're being screwed. They know they haven't got any money. They can't get a job. They're yeah. just uh, getting it on all fronts. And now they see this, and they see they've seen the tape over and over. You see, with McDuffie and with all these other cases, we never had a tape before. We never had the smoking gun like we had the last Watergate tape with, with the smoking gun with Nixon. Now we have the videotapes. Yeah. And now everybody all over the world. Can you imagine what they're thinking in other parts of the world? I, they already yeah, look down imagine. on us like we're a bunch of barbarians. But can you imagine what they're saying now about American criminal justice and the rest of the so supposedly civilized world? They must think we're just totally mad now. We're nuts. We are, and it's, it's well, terrible. Right. It's right. unbelievable that could, that could happen. And uh, all right, enough of that. But what I was going to say is that you know, Nick, uh, Sheriff Nick, mm -hmm. he wasn't only on television today. 
Well, I'm sure. I'm sure he's he finding some guest, good media he was the guest photo opportunities. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I woke up. I had a nightmare last night. I had a bad enough night as it was. He was on Y. He was on Y100. Yeah, he was the guest speaker on Y100. I, there's I one don't question. Y100, but my wife. There's does. one question that immediately comes to mind, and yeah. that is why. Yeah. Well, 100 what? reasons not to. You know, whatever. Oh. But see, my wife listens to it. The alarm went off, and it was like my nightmare just. Blew into you know, and it continued when I woke up because he was the guest on on 100. Anyways, well, well, we sure know that he's not a media hound and that they exaggerated on 60 Minutes, and he's just a good, upstanding elected official trying to enforce the law and trying to do his job slovenly as it may be. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. screw him. And I love his accent too. Okay, (laughs) have a great day. Put him back on the boat. 12.36 12.36 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward. 5.24. We need Hyman Roth back is what we need. I'll tell you that right now. You laugh. I'm telling you, man. So maybe Mario does have some connections somewhere in the family. There's a crooked nose. Good. At least he knows which numbers to call. Boy. The Democratic Party has let down the American public to such a degree that they're now even grasping at straws with little Yahoo weasels like Ross Perot. Anybody. Just anybody. Give us somebody. We don't care who it is. Anybody who's different. Anybody who isn't part of the same rubber stamp establishment, money-sucking, public-screwing bunch of uh, crooks. Anybody, please. And we can't find anybody. And then, of course, we turn around and our good friends in the media who are busy doing heavy-duty hallucinogens themselves are real worried about who slept with this one, and did he inhale or did he exhale, and did she swallow or not. That's what the media is all excited about. 23 till 1 at WIOD, here for the 90s for you guys. Inhale right now. No, wait a minute. Bad advice. Don't inhale. I'm sorry. That was the wrong advice in a political election year. 1242 at WIOD. You can't do anything anymore. You can't even inhale. Boy. Let's try a Pompano. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've got a little bit to do with the horses and stuff. And I look back on a rodeo where one man jumps off of a horse, grabs hold of a cow, throws him down and hog ties him by himself. Yeah, and I just can't understand how four police officers have to stand back and well, see they, a guy they, with they a big... just you know they just showed it again on CNN for the six hundred and thirty second time that I've been keeping count because by I'm sure by midnight it'll be in the thousands, but they showed it again and as you watch the eighty one seconds on the videotape and I said this before but I you know anybody can say anything but you want to make sure you know what you're talking about. There are a couple of times that he gets to his knees. He gets about as far as you know like like a cow like hunched. And briefly, for like a matter of two or three seconds, and at that point, they just club him down into submission. And as he is in a totally prone position, flat stomach down on the ground, is when they're kicking and punching and inflicting, and three or four at a time in some cases, beating and clubbing. And I mean, and you can see in the manner in which they're doing it, the incredible zeal and uh, thrill they're getting off on doing it is what i'm saying and how any how any group of 12 people with eyes and ears and a brain even the size of a pea 
could watch this and come to the conclusion that there was not excessive force and that these people were not totally out of control, uh, there is no way to justify it on the face of the earth. It is just absolutely beyond explanation. Uh, yeah, the only thing that I can possibly think of is that it's going to wake up middle class because you've got the idiots that are burning and you've got the, 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 your Gestapo or your stormtroopers or whatever you want to say on the other end that they're on the other end of the scale. And everybody that's kind of like in the middle, is yeah. just, this is like, it's enough. Yeah, but all the people who are in the middle are getting it sooner or later. I mean, there are a lot of people who have had their own brushings. We, I mean, we hear from some yeah, of them today, and I had stop. my own thing. And, and then, of course, the, the thing with the uh, cops behind the bushes. Let me, let me say it again. With all the money that's being used, the so-called DEA and all the other drug fighters, and, of course, they get their photo opportunities, and they show all these bales of pot and coke and whatever... And the fact is that out in broad daylight on street corners in this and every other city of more than a handful of people in this country, Seven there are, my house. I can there go by. are people I... peddling every kind of yep. mind-altering substance that has ever been invented, and they can't be bothered with this. They no, can't no, see it. They don't know about it. They can't be gig. bothered with it. And as soon as the sun goes down at about 8.15 tonight... They'll be back sitting on the side streets off Biscayne Boulevard in Dade County and off Federal Highway in Broward County with their little decoys with the Johns and the prostitutes and playing their baby crap and the same old stuff they've been doing for years that hasn't changed a goddamn thing. Yep. But in the meantime, all the stuff that's going on out there every day, they can't deal with. And we're spending billions and billions and billions of dollars allegedly fighting the so-called drug problem. And then we turn around and have companies like Cox Broadcasting tell you, look out because middle of June comes and all you people who drive company cars, we're going to have mandatory drug testing. I mean, what what are we talking about here, sir? Well, you know, here's another one is that they, the, the, the idiots that were burning down their own neighborhoods and stuff because they were protesting their brother being beat up. Yeah. All right. They're dragging a white guy out of a car and beating him, and the police are nowhere to be found. But, but I mean, on the same line, they're doing the same thing that was the other end of the... Right. Of the, the so, but that's justified for them. Right. But the police say, well, it's justified yeah, for but, us. Yeah, but again, keep in mind, the, the people who are doing these things, just like the ones who did it here punks. after the McDuffie murder, these are just punks who are just absolutely out of control, have no kind of conscience whatsoever, no value on human life. And uh, it's pathetic, but again, it's, it's like a side issue. Even it's time though, for middle-class America to wake up and just put an end to both. I mean, to stand up and say, look, we've had all of you, and we've had all of you. And put them out in a stage, or put them in a stadium, or put them out in the woods and let them kill each other. No, you want me to tell you what it's time for? It's time for all these attorneys who are too busy yep. ra raping the public. Yep. We've got, you know, we must have 50 attorneys for every person and every animal on the face of the globe, or yep. at least in this country. It's about time for those who have any kind of conscience, any kind of common sense or, or decency to stand up and start fighting back against this intrusion against our rights instead of worrying so goddamn much about whether the Heat played a good game last night and should I be talking about that this morning. I'm getting sick and tired of people who go through their entire lives who can't escape juvenile attitudes and juvenile behavior and really say, God damn it, there are things that count and I'm going to really be devoted to those things if I have to puke my lungs out about it. Exactly. I'm Sick and, and tired and, of that. You know, and sacrifice a little bit to, so that the point is right. right. But do it right. Not do it. And stop equivocating and kowtowing and sucking up. Yep. Let's get some people out there who've got some balls if we can find anybody. And the search party starts right well, now. That, it's exactly what it does. So what it needs to do is we need to have a number or we need to have something to start this and to, to, to finish both ends of it. And the middle, middle people need to stand up. 
that you want safe schools, you want this, you want that. 1248 at WIOD, we have an open line in the center square, 524-9463, 524-WIOD. This Saturday, noon to 4, I'll be at Auto Optical. If you haven't been there, it's in the Sawgrass Mills Mall right on Sunrise Boulevard in prestigious, well, like Plantation Acres Sunrise. Not, I think that's Sunrise. It's out by me anyway. And it's uh, the yellow toucan entrance is the way to get immediately into the Auto Optical shop. And you'll find an incredible thing waiting for you. Fast, friendly service, which is unusual these days. You can get your eyes examined by an independent optometrist, have your spiffy eyeglasses made in just about an hour. And we're talking about better quality and designer eyewear with 30 to 60% below manufacturer's list price savings. Auto Optical's prescription eyewear comes with a one-year warranty on frame breakage or lens scratching, too. And we'll be giving away some Bausch & Lomb's Ray-Ban sunglasses, pairs of tickets to the five remaining Kansas home's base, uh, home baseball games, Snapple gift certificates, Atlantis children's passes, and, uh, of course, my usual ugly pictures and our Camilla's house goodies, etc. and so on. Factory reps will be on hand, too, from all kinds of the top uh, manufacturers like Sola Optical and Carrera Fashion Eyewear and Serengeti and Alcon and Linea Roma and McGee and uh, Arrivederci Roma and all the other top names, too. It's the open house, and we'll be there this Saturday, noon to 4, at Auto Optical, inside the yellow toucan entrance of the Sawgrass Mills Mall. News happening halfway across the world. Clark with you for Mutual News, Jerusalem. News from the nation's capital. In Washington, Jamie Dupree, News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. News from the state's capital. Chris Scott, Tallahassee, the North Miami Beach. Let's go to uh, Cutler Ridge. Hello. Hi, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Well, anyway, uh, the, the show, I'm not kissing it up, I'm a chronic, but the show's so important today, it's taken on religious and political overtones. It's just unbelievable. Religious overtones? Even, even almost religious, it's so important. The last time I had a winner in the president's election, it was Jimmy Carter, and God, let's get a Democrat in there. And that was nothing to write home about. I know, but I, first, first of all, I know we got a lot of callers calling in, I want to get off here, but... I've been a victim of police brutality twice in the last seven months. I live in Cutler Ridge. Mm -hmm. One of them well, that explains it. <laughs> well, one happened in Cutler Ridge and one happened in Palm Beach Gardens. That the, 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 the first one was, was serious. It cost me $1,500 in attorney's fee. I don't have a, a, an arrest record, but uh, this, this, this Nazi pig, I'm telling you the truth, falsified a police report. I won't get into the whole thing because it's just too complicated. But in a nutshell, he falsified a police report and locked me up. I had to spend $1,500 in attorney fees, plus I had to go to five, five weeks, five Monday nights of a values morals course. Mm -hmm. this, this, this pig should be going to the morals course. I mean, I was, I was innocent. He illegally arrested me, and he falsified a police report. That's common. They well, that sure sounds unusual, false police report. Oh, I, I, mean, could, I, mean, I could tell you plenty about that. Just hey, kind of hey, make it up as you go along. Hey, hey, they made it up as they go along. Uh -huh. the, the, the last one was, was, was sort of cuter. It was an old pig in Palm Beach Gardens. The wife and my five-year-old and I were driving back from Atlanta. We were on the turnpike coming home to Cutler Ridge. Uh, there was this pig going about, in a, in a state trooper, going about 55 miles an hour in a 65-mile zone. I set my cruise control in 65, but I wasn't breaking the law, and I passed him. You, you'll love this. Get this. I passed him. He immediately blue lights me. I pull over. The first thing I said to him, uh, he asked for my driver's license and registration, blah, blah, blah. 
I said, officer, you know I wasn't speeding. And he said in a real smart-ass tone, I didn't say you were speeding. He said, you got two counts against you. He said, first, you have a, a illegal obstruction on your, win on your window. Which and is what? You know what that illegal obstruction on my, on my that's car what I, That's was? what I just asked. It was an unbelievable Neil Rogers bumper sticker. Oh, well, that's it. You should get 20 years then. I think uh, that explains it. This pig didn't like my Uncle Neil. Yeah. And he said, also, you don't have a, a seatbelt on. So he gave me a $27 ticket, and he made me sign out a form that I would take the license, the bumper sticker off. And, of course, I haven't put the... I threw a pop put another bumper sticker yeah. on it. Listen, get one of those little uh, swastika decals, man. I'm telling you, you'll never get another ticket as long as you live, okay? Hang in there, pal. Hey, let's say, let's say off the pig, and and the Nazis have yeah. been exposed. Okay. Great. Twelve fifty-five. I say give them life. We have an open line in Dade seven five one WYOD. Here's a lady in Pompano. Hello. Yeah, Neil. This is a first time call for me. I just think that I know what it's like to be living in Nazi Germany nowadays, huh? Uh huh. It just is really frightening that there is no check on the authority in this country like that. I don't know what the jurors were thinking when they did that. Well, maybe they weren't. Yeah. Maybe they had an important lunch date. Maybe they were afraid of getting pulled over, too. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, thanks so much for your articulate response. Let's go to Little Havana. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes. <clears throat> well, first of all, you're right about, you know, there comes a time for for show business and then one for being serious. That's, right. That's not why I'm going to give you my fake accent and how are you, my gringo friend. And, oh, okay. And all that. You know who it is now. Right. Um, are we treating this as two separate issues the or, or one, the the beating and subsequent verdict on Rodney King and, and the uh, the rioting going on? It's got to be two separate issues because uh, there are, you know, the people who are doing the rioting for the most part are not people who really have any great philosophical uh, feeling about the real issues at hand. They're just a bunch of aberrant punks who seize upon the opportunity just like the ones we have in this community and wait for something like this. In fact, they probably just sit waiting for the time that they know uh, that we're going to get a verdict, at which point, if it doesn't come out the way that uh, their community doesn't like it, they uh, seize upon that to unleash their madness. Now, that's that's a separate issue, and I really I can't believe that anybody except the most irresponsible um, advocates of violence and civil disobedience could possibly condone that activity. It's just uh, it's no. not acceptable. You're but again, right. it's a totally separate issue. No, you're right. There are two issues, and I don't condone that either. I've always sort of uh, followed uh, Gandhi's passive resistance philosophy although paradoxically i've seen in 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 having lived for 35 years that passive resistance changes very little or nothing well burning uh, down your own no neighborhood changes a lot but it's all negative it doesn't change anything in a positive way and it's been done no. over it's like neurotic repetition it keeps being done over and over and over again and here in 1967 they had the riots in detroit it is now 25 years later and there are still significantly large neighborhoods, because I've been back there, that are still boarded up and uh, just it's like they disappeared, like they were just eradicated, never to be born again. It just, it's just like they murdered parts of the city. So it accomplishes absolutely nothing in a positive way. But and, you look at, at the last 35 years of Cuba, and isn't that an example of uh, a place that has incurred no violence of its people in in a act of overthrowing and that's why it's still where it is where have 
if they had... I don't, I don't understand. It seems to me that they overthrew the government and Batista ran for the hills, and that's how Castro got in in the first place. So, uh, you know, if you're suggesting that totalitarian uh, government is uh, what we... You know, well, no, but the overthrowing of Batista was a violent act. Yes. They have not done any violent acts against Castro. Have they? Well, they don't have the opportunity. He's got all the weapons, and they've uh, got, you know, a big mouth, and well, that's about it. Violent and if they use too big of a mouth, uh, he makes them an offer they can't refuse. No, that's true, but violence sometimes comes from the soul of the people. Yeah, but, not... you know, if you're suggesting we're going to have another American revolution, it isn't going to happen, sir. It's not going to happen. Well, when you start off from, from Any, when anybody, you're very re little... anybody remember Kent State, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's not going to happen. But at, at times, and, and I'm not for, see, I don't want to sound that I'm for because the Because as of but... this point, since it is an election year, as of this moment, I can't speak for, you know, a week from Thursday, but as of this moment, we still have the opportunity at the ballot box to make a very loud noise and to send a message and to get these bastards out and to stop the erosion and the dissolution of all of our freedoms and the turning back of yeah. the clock to the dark ages. And so while we still have that ability, let's do it. L lastly, sometimes you've got to hit the bully back, though. Meaning what? What does it mean? Well, society behavior starts from individual behavior as, as one person. And when we accept abuses upon ourselves, like either a wife being abused by her husband or a child being abused by another bully, yeah. and you exhaust... Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You go first, and we'll follow, okay? We'll watch and see what happens. Uh, we'll be back after the 1 o'clock news. Rick and Suds at 2. 610 WIOD presents the Neil Rogers Show. To get in touch and talk with Neil, dial 751-WIOD from Dave. In Broward, it's 524-WIOD. Outside the 305 area code, toll free, 1-800-944-WIOD. And Bell South Mobility customers make a free call by dialing star IOD. The opinions expressed by the guests, hosts, or callers are not necessarily those of this station. Now, here's Neil Rogers on News Talk Radio, 610. W-I-O-D. No, I don't listen to the one to two hour. Wouldn't be prudent at this time.
want to get carried away. People think they're listening to Zeta. It's 108 at WIOD. The out-of-town line is open, so I guess they've shot their um, commentary. At 1-800-944-CONTRIVED-CONTROVERSY. That's the wrong station. 1-800-944-WIOD. Key West on the Star Line. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, just a thought on uh, on, on uh, how people, everyone's wondering about how the juries could come up with this verdict and everything. It's it's just a microcosm of society. We were down here eating breakfast this morning, and we were talking about this issue and, and just in shock about it. And uh, we got finished, and we were, you know, during the ebb and flow, we'd take a couple bites of food, and we hear this other table sitting next to us. And the lady says, well... I just really believe that those police officers feared for their lives. Yeah. Because uh, all, all eighty-five. Because you of know them. he's had a, you know, the criminal record he had. It was very long, as long as his arm. Right. And I just wanted yeah, it's, to. It's stand always one. They, you know, they hear one cliche like that. He had a rap sheet as long yeah. as his arm, and that becomes like the pat it, answer. It's just unbelievable. To justify their prejudice and ignorance and uh, general stupidity. That's a, exactly. And also, uh, every, you know, we want to change so much and. Uh, we, we sort of have ourselves to blame because the people that we've put in power uh, that we expect to affect this change don't want it. They, they, have, they have the power. They don't want the change. The lawyers and all this, you know, the lawyers are getting rich off the off Oh, of course. The they're, they're pro- well, see, the lawyers are too busy uh, doing creative... Uh, oh, yeah. Creative uh, law, uh, creating things like uh, kids suing their parents for parental... Sure. Uh, malpractice and all these other things where one the neighbor sues the next door neighbor because he looks ugly and he yeah sure. I mean you know they they're creating ways to make money as opposed to worrying about defending the freedoms see once you lose your freedoms then nothing else whether it's the economy or the environment or nothing else means anything because you're totally empowered to do anything about any of those other things anyway that's exactly so the right. only things that really count first and foremost and above everything else are your individual freedoms. And, man, every minute of every day that goes by, we're losing them. Exactly. And then these people that uh, that just stick their heads in the sand, it doesn't affect them unless, it, like you said before, it just drops right in their living room. Well, here it is. It's in all our living rooms now. Yeah. And uh, and uh, we've got ourselves to blame. That's all I've got to say. Okay, thanks for calling. Ten past one at WIOD. The star line is open, star IOD. Let's do uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes. I'd like to go into how far this is going. Last night, you know that the Congress voted to let the Justice Department have the bank records. Right. Uh, Originally, when the Justice Department asked for it, all of Congress said no, mm-hmm. both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, but now they're all shaking in their boots, and they, they, want, to, they want to at least give a cosmetic appearance of, oh, yes, we want to be forthright and honest, and, and oh, and, here it all is, right. And what we does have nothing the Justice to hide. Department want it for? Kiting checks. Mm-hmm. There's no way in the world, if they audit them, they can find anything about kiting checks. They can put it together and fish and fish. Well, well and so what does that mean, sir? What does that have to do with the uh, price of rice? What is that? Because originally Congress said no, they're not entitled to these things. Yeah. And they were. Okay, well, thank you so much because it obviously has a great deal to do with our freedoms and with the issues we're talking about. It's 11 after 1 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward, 524-9463. 524-WIOD, George. For their size, they're some of the most vicious creatures on earth. They exist only to feed their queen and protect their mound. And they won't hesitate to sting your children or pets if they get in the way. 
fire ants are more than a nuisance. They still need the laws there to protect us, and we can't afford to let this become a police state, period. That's it. If you noticed on the news, I'm sure you were watching it, that if everyone they interviewed in Los Angeles that had a, a head on their shoulders were over the age of 30, that why are we doing this to our own neighborhood? We live here. The prices are going to go up when the stores are fixed. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, watching, I was watching it last night in the... Uh, the shots from the helicopter, they were zooming in as close as they could on the punks running around through the streets. They were all kids. They were right. all teenagers, they, just like what we had here in Liberty City uh, 11, 12 years ago. An excuse to do things that are against no the No question about it. An excuse to go out and uh, do bar, uh, just grotesque, aberrant things in the streets. Right. Okay. I agree. Thanks. Uh, 118 at WIOD. We have an open line in the Broward, 524. I almost used the word barbaric, but I used that some years ago, and there were some people who got all upset about that and tried to make it into a big ethnic thing, so please put it on the record. I didn't use that word, even though I certainly think it applies. Whether the people who are uh, perpetrating the acts are black or white or anything else, there are certain things that are just uh, universally deemed as socially unacceptable. And burning down one's own neighborhood and uh, gouging people's brains out and doing these types of things is an unacceptable response to an unacceptable uh, act of law. Okay? Here's a lady in Hallandale. Uh, hi. I'm hi. a lady, and what? I guess I'm as old as you are. Does that put me in the Methuselah box? No, not, not in this town. We're oh. just teenagers here. Well, I do know that I've lived long enough to learn that seeing is no longer believing. Right. And a picture is no longer worth a thousand words. Right. All those little cliches. Well, one of the jurors... One of the jurors says that it's very obvious, if you watch the tape, that uh, Rodney King was in control of the situation at all times. Now... I don't know whether the guy wants to, you know, go and do a stand-up comedy routine at one of those comedy clubs. And maybe he can go on the Alex Bennett show in San Francisco and do some stand-up comedy. But, I mean, what kind of a statement is that? How can you be in control of the situation when you're surrounded by half a dozen armed officers with guns and uh, clubs and every other kind of weapon at their disposal, and you're down on the ground, staggering around on your knees and mostly in the prone position? Well, How has that put you in control? Well, that's because the Holocaust didn't really happen either. Right. Haven't you heard that one? Right. Oh, yeah. But uh, the thing that concerns me is what's going on in L.A. right now. Now, you would think these people like good old Jesse Jackson and the responsible people in that community there... Well, who said Jesse Jackson was responsible? <laughs> okay. He's nothing well, but a political opportunist and a, a professional troublemaker who's always there in a moment's notice to stir up a bunch of crap. That's, what he, that's his area of expertise. Well, they must have known Plus, that... he never met a dictator he didn't like, so what does that tell you? Well... I, I don't know what he tells me. He tells me something different every time. But the thing is, I think a lot could have been done to prevent what's going on in L.A. right now. And I think that the powers that be are using what's going on in L.A. right now to somehow justify this unjustifiable verdict that this jury has brought down. Well, that isn't going to wash. That Nobody's going to buy that. The, the only no one's going to buy The it. only people... No, they're not. The only people who are going to buy into that are the ones who agreed with the verdict in the first place. That handful of people whose bigotry is so tremendous that they can't see Rodney King as a human being. They just see him as another uh, black criminal with a long rap sheet and a dangerous threat to it, all this other crap. And so all this other stuff just reinforces it in their minds. Well, I see it that the community people there should have been out in the streets mobilizing, trying well, to... Well, how many have they got? I mean, I was watching. They were, they were talking to the people at the LAPD central headquarters last night, and they had like 600 cops or something like that. And Los Angeles is a city of like 10, 12 million people. It's like New York. 
and more spread out, even bigger. It's How in the world could they pop? And as they were showing you the, the fires from the helicopter on KTLA last night, I was watching on the satellite, as they were showing one fire and the fire trucks would get there and the police and they'd be battling one enormous blaze. And like three blocks away here, another one would start. And before they even had an opportunity to see it, because they're on the ground and we were watching by ear, before they even have an opportunity to see it, the thing is out of control and the smoke is billowing. I mean, it's just, it, it's just lucky that it didn't go far beyond that, yeah. because the potential there is just unlimited in the city of that size. It's just that the verdict, I mean, just took me by such surprise, and it's, it's taken the world by surprise. Yeah, it's, it's like somebody reached in and tore your intestines out and leave you so speechless that you just don't even know how to react anymore. I know. Generally, I'm too shy to call you because I'm afraid to risk sounding like a fool on the no, radio. No, But today I was so angry that yeah. I must have dialed you a million times. Well, I'm glad you did. And one other point. Yeah. Is, it says to these people who walk around with their little video cameras, don't you dare try to record anything that we're doing that might be bad, because it's not going to work. It's not going to work. We're going to take whatever evidence you have against us, meaning the police, and we're just going to twist it around with our words and our defense attorneys, and no matter what you do, yeah. you're just up against a stone wall. Don't, don't, don't confuse the jury with the facts. Okay. Okay, have a good day. You too. 122 at WIOD, an open line in Broward, 524. Toyota of Hollywood extends an invitation to intelligent car buyers, people who can... Yes? How are you? Okay. Hey, I just wanted to share something with you and your readers. You knew I lived in Los Angeles. Remember that? Yeah. Okay, well, when I lived out there, I was a student going to school. I had a car that had Florida plates, tinted windows, little Honda Civic. I got stopped by the LAPD once for running a red light. Yeah. Basically, what happened in a nutshell is that I almost got shot at because they thought I was going to jump out of the car with an Uzi and Miami Vice music blaring in the background. Mm. And uh, Well, if you were playing Miami Vice music in the background, you probably should have been shot. Well, I had, you know, the typical disco music that a young kid would listen to back then. Yeah, that's okay. But anyways, uh, it just goes to show you the mentality of the cops out there. Yeah, the LAPD is notorious for being one of the worst, and I have no idea what... I guess if people have never been there, they think that... Uh, the entire state of California is just this wild, laissez-faire, anybody does this, and that's full of crap. Nothing well, could be further from the truth. I guess those people have never taken a bus tour through Orange County. Well, what they really feel is out there is blacks and Hispanics. Mm -hmm. And if you're black or Hispanic... And, or, and Orientals. Yeah, and Orientals in some way, but mostly blacks and Hispanics. So if, if you're any of those categories, you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, another thing... Uh, or when Ed Davis was chief of police in Los Angeles, gays, who were are tremendously numerous in Los Angeles and always have been, the witch hunts that went on there during uh, several years were just indescribable. I mean, just incredible. Oh, yeah, they bashed them. They, they, anything, anything they could do to uh, inflict damage, they yeah. would do it. Another thing, Daryl Gates, if, I don't know if anybody really remembers this, he used to have a battering ram, a tank that he would demolish homes with. Uh-huh. And he would just take a, a tank, and if he, if he thought somebody was dealing drugs out of a house, he would demolish the house. No questions asked. Well, I, I say David Gates for a, mayor, for a police chief would be a better idea. <laughs> okay, Neil, I just wanted to share that with you. Okay. 127 at WYD. What's wrong with David Gates? What are you laughing about? He can sing better. Oh, let, <laughs> oh. It's just, uh, it's just they, they, there just are no words to describe. I mean, if I've ever felt insufficient, today is the day for it, because uh, it leaves you breathless and speechless and just with that empty, hollow feeling like, man, I knew it was bad, but it's about 50 million times worse than I ever dreamed it could be in my worst nightmares. It's, uh, 
It's hopeless. They've just taken away everything. You can't even pee now, man. They're like, look, oh, wait a minute. You shook with the wrong hand or you shook one time too many. I mean, just what is going on here? And the people sit back and uh, they're oblivious, man. Hey, how about that ball game? I mean, I like ball games, but let's face it. Sooner or later, there are some things that take a little bit of precedence. I don't want to overdo the thing on my great counselor there on the light bulb this morning, but his performance was so uh, just embarrassing that I can't even find words to describe it. There comes a time to put all the contrived humor and screaming and shouting and stage uh, mockery and crap on the uh, and the heat game on the shelf where it belongs and start uh, paying attention to business, okay, while we still have the ability to do it. Is Suds taking those uh, roses home? Oh, no. It's uh, 129. Yeah, that's my gift to you for doing a nice job on the carts, or I wouldn't have found Thunderclap Newman. Uh, Tavernier, hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. I've been wanting to call you a long time, and today I'm home sick from work, and I got a chance to do it. Well, I feel pretty sick, too. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. I mean, it, it, this might be, like you said earlier, just what's needed to open up a lot of people's eyes. It might have that effect. I mean, uh, if this doesn't do it, I don't think there's much hope that anything will now. Well, people have been trying to legislate morality for a long, long time. You can't do it. Take care well, of Well, not only can stuff. you not do it, you shouldn't do it. What no. the, is it what the government's business to, to hold our hands as adults and tell us what to do and where to do? And where... That's a bunch of crap. Nobody, who the hell ever said that? Whoever concocted that notion? Well, they, you know, there's important things they're just letting go by. There's people starving and dying right in this country. And here I'm reading a thing in Life here where the U.S. Customs Service spent $200,000 last year to print 5 million trading cards featuring their finest drug-sniffing dogs. Oh, that's great. And I, 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 I sure, want, it, I found I sure want a set of those. I'll bet you I can buy it at Norm Kent's Baseball Heaven or whatever that is. Well, I opened the box to give God, my dog no, some I'm biscuits the other night, and I found a couple in there. Yeah. It's amazing. It's sad. I hope, I hope something's done. I hope this opens up a lot of them people to just sit back and think. That well, you know, there's some on. other things that have happened in California the preceding uh, week and a half with the earthquakes, and I, I don't want to sound like one of those doomsday soothsayers, but, you know, I use the analogy of the world being like a gigantic bowling ball, with, and uh, the people are like, the, uh, like millions of ants crawling on the outside of a bowling ball. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. There's a great parallel there. We're not quite as important as we think we are. We're not. We're and not. Uh, in the overall scheme of the universe, uh, we're just uh, fortunate to be here for whatever good or bad we can do. And uh, if we just paid a little more attention to shop and stopped just acting exactly. like the whole uh, universe was here for our amusement and uh, stopped... Uh, buying into all of the uh, fables and fairy tales and oh, started yeah. taking control of our own destiny. It's all but, PR. Uh, we aren't going to do it. Yeah, so uh, the world is a big business. My son's been in Germany for the last ten years, and yeah. he he parties in Amsterdam and he has a good time running around. He says the people over there really laugh laugh, laugh their asses off at our system. They do. They do, and I'll tell you, you know, another it thing. Isn't America, not only it's do they system. have not only do they have a good time, but they have respect for each other and for each other's it's, rights. You said they the word. They respect. Don't, they don't mock each other and they don't judge each other and they don't run around trying to entrap or abuse use each other, and it's well, just like being on a different planet, sir. I'm telling you, when I'm over there, it's like being in a different world. Well, you know how they treat, feel about entrapment. If you're part of the crime, you do part of the time. Right, exactly. That's exactly how they feel over there. They, now, they I, don't I, waste their money on I that. I could be wrong, but I've always believed in this country, unless the statistics are incorrect, that there are enough legitimate crimes going on that we don't have to you don't have to make anybody. Them. Right. You don't have to make them. Right. Neil, last year, people were putting me down for listening to you at work, and... Uh, I noticed now that when the vehicles pull in for service, their stations are all tuned to 610 WI. Well, they're a little slow to come around, but uh, they'll come out of the car. Uh, well, they're, they're seeing the reality of it, you right. know. 
It, it, people aren't as ignorant as they seem, even though they act that way. It's well, just hypocrisy. That's I'll all. take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's enough of everybody out there. There's, there's, if you, every, there's enough people in the world today, if you can come up with a situation, there's, there's somebody doing it and two people watching, and evidently nowadays somebody taking a video of it. Right. Okay, okay have, have a good day. day. Bye. 132 at WIOD. You never guess what they just ran a spot for on CNN. Dianetics. You know, don't you think that Ted Turner's got enough money? I mean, I'm sure that CNN is making money. You know, he's got TNT and Headline News and CNN and the airport uh, CNN thing. and uh, Not to mention all the money he had in the first place. And I see that on there and in the context of all this other stuff that's going on and all the billions and trillions of dollars that are wasted on fairy tales and superstition and all the people who are hating each other and killing each other because your God is better than mine is and my religion is better than yours is and I'm right and you're wrong and ba-ba-ba and Bible says that. It's uh, pathetic. And here they're running a spot for a cult for a man who's been dead for God only knows how many years. Oh, man. Figure of speech, folks. Don't get all excited there. Slip of the tongue. Did you hear he said, God only knows? Yeah, right. He was on a long siesta during... Between 1933 and 1945, God was taking a long nap. He was doing a little Rip Van Winkle routine. By the way, thanks to the uh, nice people that called a race course for the beautiful roses that they brought in for me today, which I'm giving to George so we can give them to his lovely wife and he might get lucky tonight... But anyway, uh, the reason for the roses, of course, is because the run for the... Ro now, is Dave going to call us tomorrow, I'm sure? Dave Johnson? Because tomorrow enough time will have elapsed that we don't have to be, hopefully, as morbidly involved in all this stuff as we were today. But uh, we'll have the whole rundown on the derby. Some experts are calling that French horse a Razi, a super horse. The next secretary... You know how they have that thing on the weather forecast about the air quality now? What do you think it is in L.A. right about now? At one thirty? Let's see, it's 10.37 in the morning out there. It's in the minus column. Like I said, they've already got all that smog and that pollution and that pukey, uh, gray, gross air, and you can't see, uh, some days you can't see at all. Three-hour delays at the airport because of smoke. Three-hour delays at the airport because of smoke. It kind of almost takes you back to the uh, Gulf War when uh, the maniac was setting all the oil fields on fire and all that crap was billowing up in the air and putting all that, uh, it's, just, it's just amazing. 138 at WIOD, here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm an attorney and I'm a female, so I thought I'd kill a couple of birds with one stone. Okay. Uh, I'm representing a young man who your station has covered the story of who's in a coma due to a police chokehold. Antonio Edwards, you may have heard of this right. one. And I wanted to, to, I guess, commend your listeners for the degree of intelligence they've exhibited in the calls they've made. Uh, it's very surprising that people aren't talking more about the fact that it's just us middle Americans who do make up the juries, who do vote. Uh, as this jury so wrongly did. But you all have to understand, too, that in trying to, to uh, prosecute a case like this, uh, we're doing it civilly. We're suing the city of Miami and the police. Right. We have to, we're trying to fight the government. And uh, part of the complaints that should be made when people hear about these kind of abuses should be against the offices of Janet Reno and the U.S. Attorney's Office. We've been trying for four months to get Reno to prosecute the police officers who put this client of mine in a coma. And nothing's been done. This happened January 3rd, the same day that uh, Officer Bauer was shot. You remember that? Right. Um, they have not only caught the suspects, but prosecuted it. They indicted it, and they're prosecuting those suspects. In our case, we cannot, we're falling upon deaf ears in our complaints 
against officers who in front of 20 to 40 people put a man on the ground in handcuffs, hogtied him, and uh, apparently choked him into a coma. And I think that complaints need to be made to, by the citizens to the authorities. If somebody wants something done, they have to realize there's a process that is being abused by the government. Right. Well, the problem is people get angry about the wrong things, and uh, un unless something hits them right on the shoulder or a member of their family or their neighbor or somebody they know, uh, once in a while they'll make a little outcry, and they just don't care enough to send their very best, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I they think just don't. They, their energies are, for the most part, put in the wrong directions. I think, though, that the kind of callers you've had should think really hard about this experience when they're next called for jury duty. Yeah. You know how many people try to get out of jury duty? Right. These are the citizens who right. should be there and should be listening to the facts and not turning a blind eye to the system. Right. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Thanks. Makes me think of that punk that called in the station. I don't want to get into a big thing with Rick and Suds about that because I already expressed my views and he called the show one time and I hung up on him faster than you can say douchebag who was involved in that jury up in Palm Beach County, and then they finally had to declare a mistrial, and this uh, punk is maybe go to jail for a year or two or whatever. It's not a joke. I mean, anytime there's a trial, there's a reason for it, okay? And somebody's ass is on the line, or somebody's uh, future is on, whatever the hell it might be. And uh, unless it affects us directly, oh, we don't want to be bothered. They're showing the live pictures again. Here it's broad daylight. It's 1040 in the morning out there in L.A., and... Uh, some more fires and more of the same crap continuing, which uh, is what El Presidente directed most of his comments to about how we just can't tolerate this kind of... Which is true, but I mean, that's like saying today is Thursday. I think we all recognize that, but the other comments that he made were, as usual, superficial and uh, very much not to the point. And then he sent the Attorney General out to uh, give non-answers to all the media questions. And, of course, his uh, pat answer was, well... Since I'm representing the government and whatever a federal action we might take in these matters, I can't uh, answer that question, I can't answer this question, I can't have an opinion, etc. and so on. So it was just uh, the idea that he sent him out there to be the face man while the president and his intimate advisors go inside to continue to stick their wands out the window and see which way the public winds are blowing today. Miami Beach, hello. Yeah, hello, Neil. How are you? Okay. Um, it's funny how the, the president put uh, third on his list. Uh, we we don't have room for bigotry and racism. Right. You know that that should have been the. the well, no, that was kind of like a throwaway. It's like throwing you a bone, and that should pacify you. But the main thing is, it was just really a repetition of what he said last night: is that justice has been served, and that this is the system, and that we must preserve law and order, and respect the law, and yada yada, and bow down, and put your arm up in the air, and genuflect, and curtsy, and that's it. I want to ask you a question: uh, What's going on in L.A. right now? Do you think that it's a, a, a cry for help from these people? I'm not saying that what they're doing is right. They're, they're, they're creating a lot of illegal acts. They're killing people. You know, they should be punished for that. But they're crying out for help. Uh, yes, it happens in their own neighborhood. Well, why don't they cry out for help at the ballot box? Why don't they go out there and uh, put somebody in office who uh, has their best interest at heart, which is obviously not this administration? Uh, I, I keep, I, I just don't understand the, and not just blacks, but all voters. I mean, you look at women who are on the verge. I mean, Roe v. Wade may be overturned any day now, certainly uh, by this summer. And yet, uh, even though the polls show statistically the overwhelming majority of women want to have the right to make decisions over their own body, uh, they, they just, the, the old political forces just don't exist anymore. They just sit back and they've given up and thrown in a towel. And then as soon as something happens that affects them, they say, oh, geez, what can we do about it now when it's too late? 
Well, We've gone through 12 years of living hell, and in the meantime, the economy's gone to hell in a handbasket, too. You remember with the trickle-down theory, the only thing that's trickling down our leg now is something that we can't say on the air, okay? Right. That's trickling down most Americans' leg because they're scared uh, to death. They're scared spitless, man. And if they don't wake up and sniff the flowers and decide that this uh, fascist government isn't the way to go and this isn't the answer to our problems, then heaven help all of us. Well, what's, what's been done since the Watts riot to prevent what, what's happening right now? Well, how do you, wait a minute, how do you prevent what's happening right now? I mean, the mayor called for the National Guard to come in, but how many, how many people do you have to have in order to prevent what's happening? Have you ever been to L.A.? Uh, yes, but I haven't you, been recently. But but you know how big of a city is. I mean, it's, it's, it's spread out over an enormous area. I mean, Los Angeles geographically is a gigantic city. Okay, yeah, what's, what's how many done? how many guardsmen and how many police and how many uh, anything can you possibly have to, as you say, prevent what's happening now? No, I don't, it's not I don't possible. I don't mean that in the, in the sense of guardsmen and police. And I mean, what's what's going on in our community right here? What what's going on in Liberty City and Overtown right now? To, to make that a better place to live, that something like this won't happen next year in our Very little. Very little, because traditionally what happens That's is, what that, I mean, uh, is that there's a big emotional on. outburst, and then there's the subsequent looting and burning and destruction of neighborhoods, and then there are a few uh, meetings, and the citizens' advisory boards get together and meet, and all this other community relations boards, and they sit around and pontificate, and they make a lot of promises, and then it's back to the way it was before until yeah. the next big blow-up comes along. I mean, that's, that's been the history of it. What, what, what could stop that from that cycle just keep going around and around? What could stop that? What could stop that would be an emphasis on, on changing, first of all, the, the fascist legal system that we've got, number one, and number two, placing an emphasis on educating people and not leaving people in a situation where their destiny is already preordained pretty much when they're born. That's the problem, is education. That is the problem, and that there is no priority on education. In this society, the message from the media is very loud and clear. The dumber you are and the luckier you are and the less talented you are, the more likely you are to succeed. Be a big jock. Make $7 million a year. Be another Sylvester Stallone. Be illiterate. Be a rapper. Be some, some kind of illiterate goofball. And, man, we're going to make you a star. That's what the message is in this country. It's all wrong. And the only It's all wrong. And that's why all the technology is with the Germans and the Japanese and, and elsewhere. We don't have them here. We don't have the scientists. We don't have the educated people here. Because this is not a country that cares about education. The that cares the about brains. That care about education are the people with money that can provide a private education and their children grow up to be the governors and the senators. Well, you know, when Cuomo was on with Donahue a few weeks ago and Phil was practically begging him to run, which he is not doing, and he talked about the fact that higher education ought to be just as av available as a secondary education. I mean, where is the logic that says that you can go to school through your senior year in high school for free, I mean, everybody pays school taxes, but generally for free. But if you want to go to college and get a real education and qualify to have a real paying job, then you've got to pay for it. Where is the logic in that? There is no logic. The system was set up for the rich. Right, exactly. Just like the criminal justice system is set up for the rich, and just like our health care system is set up for the rich. Everything in this country is set up for the rich, and George Bush and Dan Quayle know more about that than anybody, because they're part of the rich. They're part of the upper crust. Do you think they really give a good goddamn about the middle and the lower class? Not a chance. I don't think so. Not a chance. How much did uh, President Bush get back from taxes this year on his tax return? When I saw the amount that he paid 
it was so embarrassing that I can't begin to tell you. It was in the papers a few days ago. I don't remember what it was. But on an income of like $1.3 million, he paid less in taxes or just very little more in taxes than I did. Okay? And I can assure you his income was a hell, of a, lot, a hell of a lot more than mine was. The rich get richer. Exactly. Have a good day. Thanks for talking to me. 147 at WIOD. Of course, uh, I don't have a wife like Barbara, or I don't have a dog like Millie that wrote a book. I have two dogs, but so far they haven't been able to write a book. Maybe that's where I'm making my mistake, because Millie's book made 800000 I have a mother named Millie. Maybe she could write a book, and Disney could write the, uh, pre the prologue, the, f the forward, the afterward. In fact, he's such a comedian now, I get my check today, and he writes on there since the 9 to 10 hour actually went up, unfortunately to me, for the first time ever, that from the over the 8 to 9 hour, the 9 to 10 in the morning hour went up this time from a 3, 7, and 8 to a 4, 1 in the 9 to 10 hour. And so he writes on the stub of my check this morning, Neil, 9 to 10 a.m., wowee, carbon copy, mommy. So, so there's the sense of humor that we have up front there, okay? Another grave robber. It's uh, 148 at WIOD. I want to tell you about Pasquale's Italian Well, isn't that great? The Attorney General has announced that, uh, <laughs> that they are investigating the possibility of bringing federal civil rights uh, charges against these four officers. And, of course, as soon as all the instant polling information comes into the White House, and as soon as they figure out which way the wind meter... You know how at the airport they have those little... It looks like an elephant snout. You ever seen those things? And they show you, like, which way the wind is blowing and which direction. And, they, and as soon as they figure out which way that's all going, then they'll determine if they have enough, uh, enough information to uh, file those charges. Here's a lady in Hollywood. Hello. Hi there. Hi. I'm glad you painted the big picture. Um, the reason history keeps repeating itself, the cover-ups, the three murders. Right. This was all a result of all that. Yeah, we've lost uh, control of the country. There's no question about Completely. that. In the 60s, I mean, the public uh, really tried to rise up and they tried to uh, rebel against the uh, injustices and against this uh, absolutely insane uh, involvement in Vietnam and all the oppression of minorities and all the other crap that was going on. And what we got okay. in response for it was that the people who dared, who had the audacity to try to uh, meddle with the establishment, with the structure of things, uh, all got blown away. Put them in solitary confinement till the election's over. Yeah. Um, I blame the media a little bit, though. I just now found out there were two passengers in uh, King's car. Did you know that? Yes. See, they didn't, they didn't uh, all they did was keep showing it one thing over and over. And they, I think, I still think... Yeah, there were two passengers in the car, and when they were stopped, they got out, and he refused to do so, and then he, yeah. like, resisted in the beginning. Well, I just but now of course, found uh, that out. Well, yeah. anyway, maybe we'll get to see the whole picture now, but... Um, um, what, is, what does that mean? Well... We'll see the there, whole picture. Th well, they, there was... Uh, at least two-thirds of the film never shown on TV. Now at least they may show it. But I still say the guilty one is the woman who chased them at 115 miles an hour. For what? Did she have a charge against them? Yeah. Okay, 154 at WYOD, Coral Springs. Hello. Neil. Yeah. Where is the sense of value at? Sure, I'm upset like everybody else. The guy got beat up by someone who flipped out. But I'm outraged. By, by, wait a minute, wait a minute. By someone? A person, any person, flips out and beats up another person. That's well, upsetting. But, but he wasn't. He wasn't. What's outrageous? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He didn't get beaten by someone. He got beaten by four someones. The okay? Four someones are still people. Beaten into oblivion. He had a person beaten by four other persons. Beaten you into can... a pulp within an inch of his life. 
he, he's alive and still walking around, isn't well, he? He's just Eleven barely, dead people he, now. That's outrageous. Of course it is. They're both outrageous, okay? Now, don't don't try to cover up the tracks of make, one with the other. You make it seem like he, that's outrageous. This guy got beat up, but oh, by the it way. It is. No, I didn't say, oh, by the people. way. I didn't say I spent plenty of time talking about how it is totally unacceptable in any society. Unacceptable. Yes. Eleven people, and that's unacceptable? You well, don't find how many adjectives? How many adjectives? I like to see this videotape. See this videotape. See this videotape. See this videotape. Of these eleven people, of these eleven people being no, I don't want to see. I don't want to see the videotapes. But again, you got to understand that the people who did these things were punks and lunatics. They there, weren't they people. Were people. They weren't who people whose salary we were paying to. Oh, flipped out is the new excuse now for the members for people who are law enforcement officers. They flipped out. They didn't look flipped out to me, this, sir. It looked like they, they were flipped. relishing their carrying out their act duty. They did duty. something wrong, but and they flipped out. They got yeah. lost to control. They flipped yeah. out. Yeah. The so, people there. So, in other words, when people who have badges and guns and have the authority and the power of the law behind them, when they take out their anger or hostilities or prejudices against an individual, uh, that's okay. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying it's okay. What's okay is, uh, is is that you still have a person who's alive and there. Barely. What's not okay Barely. is you have there, 11 people there is dead. No, there is no relationship between the oh. two, sir. They are both grotesque and unacceptable now, acts me, of human behavior. I think I'm an average person. I think we, a lot of people are upset about that. But as soon as Let me not, say it I again. The they are line. both unacceptable, and you just, all you want to do is argue. You don't want to listen. You don't want to have a discussion. You are obviously a lot more concerned about the other, and there is no question... No question that the death of... How about back in the, in the days of Liberty City? It was a lot more than 11. I forget what the number was, but it was a, a frightening number of people who were innocent bystanders who happened to be driving in the wrong place at the wrong time on the wrong night, who were dragged from their cars and beaten, and some of them had their brains gouged out with broken bottles. I mean, I don't even want to rethink or relive those horrendous days of what went on in this town. And there is no person in his right mind who could possibly defend that kind of gruesome subhuman behavior, okay? But don't try to cover up the tracks and minimize the other one with these grotesque acts because basically they're pretty much unrelated. The other acts were committed by nutcases, by punks, by goofballs, by maniacs who just seize upon every one of these opportunities for the chance to go in and do these barbaric, uh, aberrant things. And you know that, sir, but you don't want to, you don't want to hear it. Here's a lady in Stewart. Hi, Neil. Hi. I won't ask you how you're doing today. I already know. Well, I'm just disgusted. I'm just, they, they just reach a point where it's like uh, you, you've had it up to your ears and you've reached the saturation point. And that's how I feel with the whole damn system. Well, a straw that broke the camel's back. That's about it. I got a piece of advice for everybody. Put your boots on and keep them on because it's deep and just getting deeper. Right, and hold that passport, man. Put it in your underwear and don't let them get it. Well, it's a damn shame people have to resort to thinking about leaving the country. It is. You know that it's getting that way. It is, but when you don't have any answers on how to fix it anymore, I don't know what the other answer is. Okay? Well, I'm not ready to leave yet, but it's time something happened. Yeah. Uh, this is just ridiculous. Okay. Okay, Hang thanks. In there. Margate on the Starline. WEDR is telling our listeners to put black ribbons on their antennas to show their uh, abhorrence. And now, why, why would we want to talk to him? Do you know who that is? The one that used to call every day the first caller? On the uh, star line. Sir, of all days, for you to demean uh, this program and this community by calling in here, I don't need any more sp uh, spy reports, sir, okay? Get yourself a life and grow up and stop wearing those silly shorts. Pompano. Yeah, Neil, I'd just like to know what that juror, did you hear that lady who was interviewed who said that Rodney King was, was in, in full in control. control? Full control, right. Now, what the hell was she looking at? 
uh, beats the hell out of me, okay, unless she's been brainwashed, unless uh, they did a clockwork number, orange number on her and they uh, put uh, toothpicks in her eyes and they made her watch uh, death camp marches from the World War II. I have no idea what any of those people on the jury were thinking of. And as I said, I just can't, uh, having spent 49 years on this uh, outdoor insane asylum called the Earth, I just cannot imagine relating to anybody who could have heard the evidence and watched the videotape and have any concept of what transpired there and have come up with this verdict. It's just, right. it's just, uh, un, it's just unacceptable. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine that too many other people can relate to or understand it either. Plus the racist remarks they made over the radio. Right, right. Plus the, uh, I hear the music there. But uh, what's beyond a reasonable doubt these days? Well, like uh, we said before, evidently uh, they, we haven't got the answer for that yet, okay? That's maybe if they'd have brought the dead carcass back, maybe that might have convinced them, but I have my doubts. Okay, well, that's going to do it. Have a, a pleasant day. <laughs> oh, what can I say? Hey, I told you the world is an outdoor insane asylum, and one of these days you folks are going to begin to understand that I'm not the pessimist that you think I am. I'm just being painfully honest, even though it hurts. News from around the planet is what it says. I have a feeling we could have just a little little change there on Rick and Spuds this afternoon. But, of course, you know what? The show must go on on Sports Talk because come hell or high water or earthquakes or executions, the sports, the games go on at 6.05.